Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to the Big Think Dimension with Dan and Bob Video Games. It's just normal men. What do you mean, normal men? Chris Wolfhard. Simper die. And Dr. Agro. World Peace now scheduled for April 21st. Here on Gigaboots. Yeah, Bob, we, Bob lost the coin flip. I'm sorry. I asked Bob heads or tails before uh, before this to decide whether or not I would say that or whether I would say uh, something from Grim Guardian's Demon Purge. And Bob lost the coin flip, so I said Simper Die. You know what? I'll take I'll take Matt Hazard over uh, Grim Guardian's Demon Purge right now. I'll I'll take that. Bob, how do you feel on uh, this? Which one of the, which one of these two? I'm sorry. The 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 voice lips in Grim Guardians are the only delightful part. This man's damaged. Bob, this is way more unhinged than that tweet you made where it was just the anime girl making gurgling sounds and squeaking. And you were like, "Is this is how the Forspoken lady sounded. Everybody would have loved that game. And I'm like, he's right to say it. If she was just walking around incomprehensibly gurgling and shit, yeah. it would have been way I mean, more delightful. Uh, I would have been a lot nicer to Frey if she had just sounded like Neptunia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like Absolutely. if you did the magic parkour shit and she's like, I'm a kangaroo. I'm a kangaroo. <laughs> Finally, a quality game written by American writers. <laughs> they booted. What is this shit? It's weird because there's a hard divide between her and cutscenes and her and gameplay. The her and gameplay is what Chris said, and the cutscenes are still just the same. Ugh. That would be bizarre. The, that the, would be bizarre. I feel like me and Agro are going like, maybe this is a commentary on the masks we put on in front of others. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she so bizarre in her private life? <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Big Thing to Mention number 208, unless I miscounted. Uh, <laughs> Bob and I played a psychotic amount of games, and then on top of that, he thought, I should play even more as demos. <laughs> so no shit, this I, opening segment I think is going to have 22 games in it. Yeah, I can't control when Steam Next Fest happens. It just does. And I only get one week, so, you know. <laughs> I bet Next that Fest will continue until morale improves. Fun, fun fact, morale never improves. Hey, Bob. Hey. Hey. What's up? I need, audience i need you i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna introduce this is like one of those out of order, order storytelling things this isn't in media res but instead of starting in the middle we're starting literally at the end okay matt hazard's funniest joke was killing himself at the end of the second game <laughs> i could not believe that's the ending to that second game he just goes we're not getting another one of these who am i kidding and the entire game he fought to stop a death laser he just slams the button yeah <laughs> like, bringing like total funny jokes and matt hazard up to one Right, right. I think it was two, but I can't remember the other one now because it was so significantly dwarfed by this. Mm -hmm. In no world did I think anyone who made two shit games in a row that were this bad would be self-aware enough to be like, just throw the main character away. It's not happening. 
Because <laughs> that was it. It's literally like the first game bombs. They can't even afford to get the voice actor back for the second. So it's some guy impersonating Will Arnett way worse than I do. Right. And he's and, and then all the way at the very, very end, all the way at the very, very end, he successfully saves the day. The death laser is not fired. Credits roll. And then it just comes back. And me and Bob are like, what? What? We're just looking at it. And then Matt runs to the right, goes up to the control panel, and just goes, we're not getting another one of these, and hits the button. Yeah. And the dust laser, just so it was clear, destroys the server that Matt Hazard exists on, so he will be dead yes. forever. Yes. Matt Hazard has killed himself and every digital being with him. Yes. Because he knows his game sucks that much. Now, I know a lot of you are probably like, as, as, as a blanket response, as a, as a moral stance, like, that's wrong. Matt shouldn't take his own life. But that's because you haven't played level two, which is a giant gay pirates joke. <laughs> Weird that there was none of that in the real game. <laughs> right. They, they got and the they M rating just, and they just decided they should go. They're like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. See, this is supposed to be a pirate game with a bunch of sexy pirate babes, but they're men and they walk on girly. So it's gay. And Matt Hazard makes a joke about taking one for the team yeah and, and the uh and like the the like the otacon equivalents like guard your back mm-hmm yeah there's yeah. uh one might say that matt hasn't leaned into him hitting that button at the end as good as billet bullet storm leaned into you must absolutely hate the bad guy by the end so we will have him say truly repugnant stuff and slurs and be racist which sounds redundant, but no, the slurs were not about races. The slurs were about uh, the mentally other, yeah. different people. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so he got some racial slurs in there too. Uh, so we're clear. He was racist in there. I don't. <laughs> he didn't call them a slur specifically. I feel like one of those Asian ones was literally a slur. He oh. Okay, yeah, it was. <laughs> he just kept going. Yes, he kept going. The end of Bulletstorm teamed us up with the bad guy for over an hour of him being racist, so it all runs together. Yes. Anyway, uh, yeah, f fucking first Matt Hazard game, Eat Lead, the return of Matt Hazard crashed on us in the first 30 minutes of the stream, and I'm like, like uh, this was one of the first times where I just... I. I I immediately screamed Chris angrily. <laughs> it was like a Garfield comic. Yeah, I have to. I, 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 it was so much worse than I remembered. But I also think uh, so something that I think is the case mm -hmm. on normal, the difficulty you started on, which you swapped down because apparently it's one of those. It's like fucking Gears of War where easy is actually normal and normal is actually hard. Mm hmm. On easy, I don't think you take damage during melee combos. Mm. So the way I played that game as much as I played it was it's just like, I don't want to shoot these guys. That takes too long. I'm just going to melee punch all of them and be invincible while I'm doing it. It's not a bad strategy, right? Um. But another thing I, I, I realized was both of these were published by D3, mm -hmm. a company, a Japanese company that almost otherwise exclusively did Japanese games, meaning I think we can credibly bl blame Keiji Inafune for this. I honestly, yeah. It feels like we can, but I'm not sure. I mean, Capcom and Keiji specifically was the king of Japanese companies outsourcing 
overseas to us and uh, European companies to make AAA games that gen. Mm-hmm. I want to know who at that studio successfully convinced D3 that they were the guys to make this very funny game. Well, D3 didn't make Matt Hazard. They like no. they got Vicious Cycle to make it. No, I'm saying I'm wondering the, who's the guy at the developer who convinced D3 to make that game. Because obviously they pitched it, right? They're like, we have this guy. He's famous. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I won't. Mm. Is Will Arnett famous when Matt Hazard came out? I don't know that that's true. <laughs> He's like a character on Arrested Development and virtually nothing else. Yeah, I was wondering what his career was like at that point. Yeah, is that it was just it. that. Which is why when I was trying to frame this for Chat's mind, um, I was like, imagine, imagine your your grandfather was this amazing man who fought for good pay and labor union rights for teachers, right? Uh huh. And your father somewhat betrayed him but was a very successful businessman very successful and then you're there you're his son that was put through private school and your point in your career right now is i was on arrested development and i'm the star of one of the worst video games ever made like that must feel bad i feel great that will arnett now has a very very good career <laughs> like with all this stuff going on because oh my god i could not imagine having to face that down because <laughs> he was great on Arrested Development, but you know, you you need the through line. You need to know what comes after. Uh huh. Man, yeah, he's not even a character I think of when I think of Arrested Development, which I haven't seen much of the show. But I mm. always think of like the main guy, the the father. Yeah, I mean, I guess the picking pecking order would be um, you would get main guy who I'm forgetting the name of right now, Michael Cera, mm-hmm. and then David Cross. Yes, those are the three. Those, I think those of. are the top three for me. You know, I always think of like David Cross first. Because <laughs> yeah, because at the time I watched Arrest Development, I hadn't seen him in a lot of stuff, and I'm like, man, this guy's a real character actor. He's just disappearing into the worst human possible. <laughs> Which, you know, is usually Will Arnett's thing. I would like to know Will Arnett is making the joke of man, a guy going around on a Segway being insufferable and privileged is just inherently funny at the same time that Adam Savage is doing that literally on Mythbusters. <laughs> this is just a funny coupling. Anyways, David Cross's thing is also disappearing into the worst human being. He just trims yes. different, different worst than Will Arnett. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I I forget what fucking '90s sitcom it was. I just remember some '90s sitcom where he is, where he's a guest character who is a main character's brother who had been pretending to have brain damage for over twenty years so he didn't have to get a job. Like that, he was in some accident as as a as a teenager and has just been feigning brain damage for 20 years so nobody wanted him to get a job and the episode ends with him getting so mad at a character not understanding how pneumatic tubes work that he breaks <laughs> character to scream at them about it and is like oh man now i have to get a job that is a david cross role <laughs> yeah, absolutely having seen all of uh mr show now that's insanely david cross core <laughs> yeah just shoot me. Chat got it instantly. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I was like, I see two suggestions in chat. Uh, anyway. It's weird when the AAA Matt Hazard game has 
no real video game jokes other than here's Mario. This guy's called Master Chef. And we're playing vaguely Halo music. Right. It has no similarities to Master Chief or Halo in any way in that level other than that music. Hey, have you seen Japanese character designs? This guy's from a JRPG. So he's going to talk through a lot of text bubbles. Uh huh. But then you go to the sequel and it's a lot more direct in its parodies. You know, you're playing through Portal. You're playing through TF2. You're playing through all these games in this two and a half D budget downloadable title. But that's also the game that got them the M. And so, you know, it has the gay pirate level that seems completely unnecessary and weird. Yeah, it's, it seems bizarre the first Matt Hazard is an M raid because they try to play up it's this big, like, adult thing almost. Like, but then they're afraid to have even blood. Yeah, the blood's like digital data when you shoot them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems uh, bizarre. Like Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm trying to remember, but yeah. 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 That's you have the Black smoke Mist. Because they didn't want to go to M. Yeah, I'm wondering if the next one goes to M or if they're just going to be I T sure the whole time. That's so weird. Yeah, that's, that's weird. That's so weird. What, a, what an odd concept. It's weird for video games of all things to start going down the route of we're afraid to make a rated R movie. Right, when like 80% of the industry is M-rated, I feel. Uh, I mean, it was that care. case. It, I mean, it was that case during 7th Gen for sure. Mm -hmm. Like you saw every other ESRB rating shrink. And then M's like, yeah, most games are this. Mm -hmm. But, you know, once again, you got to couple that with 7th Gen was the most like shrink any single generation of consoles have ever had. And is the least appealing and enduring generation for a very specific reason. Yeah. <laughs> and I blame Duke Nukem forever. <laughs> uh, I have nothing else to what say about Matt Hazard. Do you want to move on to Duke Nukem forever? Sure. Duke Nukem forever is a video game. It's about six incomplete video games smashed together and all six of them went what if Half-Life 2 but suck? Yeah, I can't believe every single different uh, test version of Duke Nukem that was made was just a different map from Half-Life 2. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. There's not a whole lot. There's not a whole lot else there, actually. <laughs> so I don't have a whole lot of interesting things to tell you, listener, about Duke Nukem Forever other than... The entire plot is driven almost at all times. I think it's 5% of the game maybe drives it in a different way. But by a cast of three NPCs standing around, staring at you and telling you what has happened. <laughs> and then you play a level. And this sounds like, oh, yeah, I've played video games. Like, no, you haven't. You have not played a video game like this unless you play Duke Nukem Forever. Mm -hmm. uh, we played it on the Xbox Series X, meaning it was a perfectly capped 30 frames per second game that felt like total dog shit uh that game clearly does not feel good on console at all i bet it feels okay on pc yeah probably you also get four uh, weapons on pc mm, why why are they like this i but you didn't get four weapons at launch they patched that in later oh oh okay. then that explains it because they would have had to pay money to do that patch on console right because of the 360 and they weren't going to do that nope um the only other hyper interesting thing i think to talk about as like outside of dissecting duke and his presence in this which i think we'll get more into once we move on to talk about bulletstorm 
there are a lot of levels where there's just a pool of acid on the ground, just a little puddle and a bowl thing, and you step in it and you shrink. And now you have to be super tiny and do a platform around a kitchen. Yeah, there's just an astonishing amount of this game that's just 3D platforming in first person, and it feels terrible. And it took me a second, because there's one that happens in a kitchen, and the floor is covered in water, and this poor lady in this kitchen is on something, but can't escape because the water's electrified. There's a loose electrical circuit hitting the water. Mm -hmm. So... Duke has to shrink down and platform around the entire room to go turn off the power. And she's like, oh, man, I hope he saves him before I piss all over myself and all this other stuff. But ignoring that, I'm just sitting there and I'm focusing on the platforming and how terrible it feels. And the fact it's in a kitchen, my brain's like, why is this triggering a deep primal fear in me? And I realize this is triggering memories of the Tom and Jerry platformer on NES that I owned growing up, that was dog shit. Yeah, nice. I was also <laughs> I was also having visions of some Super Nintendo game I couldn't place. That was like you you're small and running around on the kitchen table. Oh no, you triggered another I Bob, Bob, until you said that. <laughs> until you said that I had completely forgotten this Super NES kitchen platformer like cooking related where the enemies are tomatoes i think it was a burger time sequel and i literally forgot until you said that just now and i'm terrified because that is one of the few games i played in my youth at all and have not revisited now this is the only this might be the only game i haven't done this i have not played this since 1999 that thing must be terrible i'm gonna throw out some theories it probably runs at 20 frames per second it probably has some terrible music going, and it's probably uh, enjoyable by no one. Port. Right? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Like, what's in my head right now sounds like it should be an Amiga port. Oh, man, I'm terrified. I may spend some of your Steam Next Fest thing trying to Google what this thing is because <laughs> it's just in there clear as day now. <laughs> I'm like, tomato enemies. What? What is what? Burger Time's? Oh, no, there was another. And that's like what my brain went through. Anyways, uh, did you have anything you wanted to say about Duke Nukem Forever other than that lady pissing on herself? I've... Oh, right. Uh... Hey, Agro, what, how much do you know about Duke Nukem Forever? Uh, that it's apparently worse than Resistance 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to think of a first-person shooter that Duke Nukem Forever is not worse than. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's difficult. I'd uh, I'd like to frame that phone call for you, by the way. <laughs> sure. <laughs> because when you called me, I was in the middle of D and D, so I stand up and go, "Oh God, Dan's calling my phone." Excuse me, guys, I gotta take this. I walk out the front door. I answer that question. I come back in. Somebody asked me, "Is everything okay?" Yeah, no, it wasn't an emergency. I was needed for a bit. <laughs> I'll have you know later in that stream. I'm like, uh, just so we're all clear, I feel horrible that I put uh, that I put another human being in a situation where they had to talk on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I will never live this down. Um, 
Yeah, that's really fucked up because now whenever we do play Resistance 2, we have to be like, oh, it's not as bad as Duke Nukem Forever. Yeah, it literally does some of the same things that uh, Resistance 2 does of like, hey, because you're about to fight a boss. Here's the weapon to fight that boss. Here's boss gun. Yeah, the boss gun only works on the boss. <laughs> you better have the ammo for it. Yeah, it does that because they're both kind of trying to be like AAA giant version of uh-huh. Half-Life 2. Yeah. Yeah. But Resistance 2 pulls it off a bit more, but it has that hideous color grade. I, I wish that... I wish I could understand what led them to the decision of making an entire level where Duke Nukem kills women. Yeah, I was gonna... That's actually <gasps> that's actually why I asked Agra what he knew about uh, Duke Nukem Forever. Uh, so there's, there's the wholesome twins in Duke Nukem Forever, you see, and they're... Okay, kid, how is the, that spelled? H-O-L-S-O-M. Okay. They're they're twin blondes. They're uh, probably barely eighteen. I don't know, unclear. But it's pretty clear what they're supposed to be a parody of. Uh, the aliens kidnap them and then impregnate them. And uh, their last words right before they explode into being aliens, as Duke is just like, oh, "This is gross." Is them being like, don't worry, Duke, we'll lose the weight. And then they explode into aliens. And you spend that entire level just murdering women who are impregnated, buried into the walls. I Awesome. I can't believe this got sold at Walmart. I, I'm kind of surprised the ESRB let it through. I think the pass it got was it's supposed to be comedy. Because if it was playing itself straight, I don't think it would have. But I think someone somewhere just gets to write it off in their brain and just be like, well, comedy is subjective. Right? Like, it's a satire. No, it's not. This is just you doing the thing you wanted to do. I don't don't know. Um, The music's there, but you can barely hear it. And it's not good. (laughs) I think that's it. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Yeah, you fight the same boss it's, like five times. I think there's only one real boss and you just keep reusing it. Yeah. And then we did the DLC because Civi lied to us. <laughs> yeah. Civi lied to us and chat. <laughs> they had the only good joke in the whole game, though. That's true, which Jim Ratgazer said 10 million times while I worked <laughs> with him. And I assumed that was just a joke he was making. So I didn't expect the broken Android Duke Nukem, ever, uh, Duke Nukem at the cloning facility just going balls 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 of steel <laughs> and i was like this is good this is, this is really good and then the rest of the dlc happened there's a part of the sure. dlc where they lock you in a portal like chamber which was really stroke inducing after matt hazard had us <laughs> run yeah. through a portal level um where you have to acclimate to each and every weapon even though they're really basic weapons they're like here's the tutorial for this gun and i'm like why are you doing this was this supposed to be how the game started and we just butchered it pieces to sell it to you as dlc so a a new aspect of this game that now makes it even worse Mm -hmm. we got all those fucking leaks yeah Mm -hmm. every previous version of this game was more impressive technically in every way than what they shipped george prasard threw out multiple finished games because he saw Half-Life 2 and it shattered his mind. Yeah. Yep. The funny thing is, Chris said uh, all of those were more impressive. And you need to understand, listener, in my opinion, not even asterisk context of when they would have come out. Right. Yeah, I don't mean that. I mean yeah. looking at them side by side. <laughs> yeah. 
literally there's a train level in those older builds Mm -hmm. that is more impressive than anything that happens in the real game like they even put pictures of these older builds on the disc for this one yeah so we got so, to open it up in this game and see a game that looked wholly better. Oh, yeah. No, they have <laughs> the exact monsters in this done in older versions of the game. Years old at this point. We just get to look at how they look better. Mm-hmm. Like Duke himself looks better. Yeah. Like they have a built from, uh, what was it, 2003 where yeah. it looked great. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Uh, Randy is a monster. <laughs> the fact he let this happen is terrible. I don't know how in the same breath that you say you care about and love Duke, you do this to it. Uh, multiple people, uh, not the least of which uh, Daihime, has really wanted us to play Duke 3D. Yeah, I've and never I'm, played it. The only other Duke game I played was an N64 Duke Duke game. I'm, I'm worried. I don't want to ever see that version. I don't want to know what hole Bob crawled out of into this hole. That was Duke Duke forever. Uh, yeah, I think Chris also wanted us to play Duke 3D at some point. And while yeah, Duke 3D is good. Boomer like, Shooter there, Month there, seems there's, inevitable. There's a little bit too much. Uh, oh, God, where do I go? Oh, they put a switch to open this door on uh-huh. the backside of this toilet. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah, would I look for a switch there? That's the problem I have with basically every boomer shooter I ever played back when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So I never the only finished one Doom. that doesn't do that is Blood. Blood yeah. doesn't do that at all. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. That's why Blood is the best first person shooter ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't debunk him. Um, it's probably just true. But yeah, someday, someday I'll, I'll, I'll be able to wash this out with a better Duke Nukem experience. Oh, wait, we did that with Bulletstorm, <laughs> which is funny because a lot of people were in the chat were like, this is just literally the same line that the main character Bulletstorm said in the first place. Uh-huh. But now Duke's saying it. I'm like, yeah, but it's funny when Duke says it. Yeah, Steve, Steve Bloom's great, but if I hear Duke Nukem say the same line, <laughs> it's funnier. <laughs> Everybody was so down on this thing when it came out. Yeah, because the Duke and Nukem now, forever. <laughs> yeah, because Duke Nukem forever. And after seeing what's actually in Bulletstorm's story mm-hmm. and how often it tries to actually get some sort of emotion out of the player, I'm like, no, Duke, Duke being here is better. That, oh, in yeah. fact, should be the default version of this game. <laughs> yeah, I actually I actually do believe that. I think it's a flat upgrade. And a lot of people were curious why Duke's so much funnier in this game than he was in the other one. And I think it transcends it transcends using those lines, not all of them, but some of them of the original script via Duke. I think it transcends that because Duke Nuka Forever doesn't have characters or a plot. Like you need to have actions occur on screen, stakes to be at stake. Mm-hmm. You need something going on at all times in order to write a comedy script around it. Duke hears things from people and reacts to them, and it is funny. Yeah, because it turns out in Bulletstorm, characters reacted to each other, and they made characters. <laughs> like if you describe any character in Duke Nukem Forever, it's president, general. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's not true. Captain Dylan is not only Marcus Phoenix, he he acts exactly like the villain in Bulletstorm. They're the same character. He does. Yeah. But Bulletstorm's smart enough to be like, and that makes him a villain. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
I enjoyed our time through Bulletstorm. Playing it at 60 frames per second, seeing it at that higher res, you get that shotgun, and that game's just aces, in my opinion, <laughs> once you get that fucking shotgun. <laughs> it's the most insanely overpowered shotgun, maybe in any game ever, which is great. I think I'm blood... I, I'm, I'm sworn to the dragon here with this game, because, like, fucking... That shotgun's too good. As a shotgun lover, watching so many games, be like, oh, the shotgun might be too overpowered, and then this game's like, it should delete their abdomen. <laughs> like... Every time yes. you hit a guy with a shotgun, his upper half flies off and his lower half just, just has still no, standing there. Yeah, no physics on it at all. Just sort of collapses in front of you. It's hilarious. It's even funnier because it's not even always that clean. Sometimes it would be his arms floating in midair and his lower body or like one leg's gone. The other one's there. It's really good. And then once you got the secondary fire, we're literally just vaporized anything. Like even the enemies that they call boss enemies. Yes. Just skeleton. Oh, it's great. And they charge, <laughs> they charge you out the ass for the ammo for this alternate fire. But it's like, Bob's like, that's a thousand dollars. That better be worth it. We get to like a, an important boss room where it's just like huge boss. Like you would call him a mini boss up uh, front and center, bunch of dudes behind him. And I just trigger that shoot it. He's melted into a skeleton in like two seconds. And everyone behind him's fucking dead. I'm like, this is pretty great, actually. This game's this game's really good. Um, Everything else is forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> the bad guy says a slur, but check out the shotgun. <laughs> Me staring at this thing to not notice terrible things going on in the background of radiation of my playthrough. Ooh. It was a cool game. Yeah. I think the only real problem is that money system. Yeah, because this game has one currency and it's skill points that you get for skill kills. Uh, you do a cool kill like doing a cool slide kick into kicking them in midair and then using your grapple whip and then shooting their head off while they're flying through midair in slow-mo and you get cool points. Uh, environmental kills give you extra points. Kicking people off of ledges gets you hundreds of points. And then they make you spend it on ammo. <laughs> it's like, that feels awful, man. Just give me ammo through the game naturally. And let me spend this on nothing but cool upgrades for my guns. Hell, even, even if the alt fire was still pay for, if the normal one was free, it would be more tolerable. Yeah. Also, uh, it'd, be, it'd be nice to be able to hold more than three guns at once. Yes, it's really bizarre to play a game that's like... uh you can change three of these guns. How many are there? Five. One of them's always in your inventory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if the, one of those three wasn't always the worst gun in the game, it would be a lot more acceptable. At least it's alt fire's decent. Yeah. I think it had the second best alt fire because you can hit a tank on someone's back and it would just explode, which is a really helpful thing to be able to do instantly. I don't know. The, the, I can't say it's the second best all fire because the sniper rifle all fire is there and that's the funniest all fire maybe in any game ever yeah it's inconceivable if i hadn't seen it with my <laughs> own eyes i would think what we're about to describe is hyperbole uh hey aggro have have you played burnout uh, dabbled a couple of burnouts okay do you know the aftertouch system for like the wreck modes where the you ram the car into a thing it yes, explodes and you what so imagine the sniper rifle bullet goes in a guy and now you just move him around and then detonate it when you want <laughs> holy shit that's so good 
It was unreal because as Bob's whipping this dude around, he shot it into like his abs. <laughs> so all of his limbs and everything are just flailing as Bob flies him crotch first at his nearest friend who's trying to run away and just pulls the trigger to explode and kill them both. So, so when I hear the developer of this game is working on a Sony exclusive, I'm a little excited. <laughs> Yeah, I hope yeah, that I they're working. Most of their games are good. It was just. It was just Actually, when they tried to make a Destiny that everyone went. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which, I, I, which, I, which they keep saying isn't a Destiny, <laughs> but it is. Yeah, it, I just hope that their next game that they're working on with Sony is not another one of those. The, the yeah. worry is always that they get stuck in that mode and just have to. I am, I am hoping now that Sony owns Bungie, even if Destiny isn't exclusive. Mm hmm. They are like, we shouldn't green light any projects like Destiny. I I don't know. They have a huge amount of initiatives going forward on um like doing service games and multiplayer focus games. So it's a constant threat, it feels like. Mm -hmm. Like we know they have a number in development. They in fact said what that number was last year, and I can't remember. I feel like it was eight, but maybe I'm crazy. It might have been higher. Wow, I thought it was higher than that. I thought it was like 12 or 13. And it's like, excuse me? Um, I am hopeful for that game. Yeah. Bulletstorm was really good. Uh, they went a little too far with the villain. Like, I, I related it as, uh, you know, that scene in uh, Wild Wild West where the bad guy is a guy in a wheelchair who's just racist to our main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they have that dialogue scene where they're both just the biggest pieces of shit to each other. I still, to this day, enjoy how horrible he is in that scene. I'm like, good, yeah, so when we just, like, throw that man in a fucking giant cog later <laughs> and it crushes him or whatever, everyone claps. Even though he's a dude in wheelchairs. Uh, they went too far here. You spend an hour with the bad guy just being racist and shitty in so many ways. And I'm like, I can't, I can't. I can't, I can't deal with that for an hour. Yeah, an hour is and, probably too long. I, and I watch Watamote. <laughs> I enjoy it even. <laughs> Fucking an hour. It's like if a Publix customer didn't leave me alone for an hour. <laughs> it's just like, I noticed, I noticed you're white too. That means I can get away with no, saying it. No, no, it doesn't. no, 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 no. Fun fact, it really doesn't. God, I just... When I worked at Home Depot, uh -huh. just <laughs> I, I kept I kept being put out in garden, and just some racist white guy would walk up to me and start saying shit about the guy leaf blowing in the in the parking lot. Oh, I'm like, come on! I'm like, like you don't know me. You don't know anything about me other than the color of my skin. Why do you think it's okay to come up and just start saying it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it happened so much. It, it, I think it would shock. I think it would shock people who aren't white how often that that this just happen. Like, hey, you're in a service job, and I noticed you're white, so you're okay with me being racist, right? No. Okay, we're all gonna do it anyway. God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was that one good point Justice X pointing out in chat, uh, where you know he is racist at one point, and if. If you play the game, you know your main ally is a guy with a cybernetic brain that's kind of, at a code level, 
sworn to, you know, the bad guy. To some level, he needs him to live in order for you to get off the planet. So he's going to do everything in his power to keep him alive and not kill him. Yeah. And this has been established for so much of this game. And you get to the end, finally meeting up with the bad guy, and you just have to be stuck with him. And I think you're not even stuck with him for 15 minutes. And he says enough racist bullshit that this Asian cybernetic guy that is your ally, this entire game just goes, one more racial slur and I'm throwing you out in the storm. And this is like one of those mega storms you, you see in sci-fi, where it's just everything's going fucking insane. There are twisters and super lightning because mm-hmm. this isn't an alien planet whose entire biome is falling apart. And I'm just like, that, that's incredible. Thank you for that, at very least. And then we spent 30 more minutes with him. Right. <laughs> every moment i'm like okay this is fine because it's gonna end soon okay this is dude uh but yeah bob bob and i we hit that character and i went wow i didn't know we were playing haze <laughs> everyone wants to see us play through haze and i'm just like yeah i sure want to be on camera while i stream a game that says that <laughs> totally <laughs> that's well, it's a very important point because they're all being given the drug that makes them toxic and also doesn't let them see rain. <laughs> yeah, because rain evokes emotions and they can't have emotions. They can only have slurs. That's all the that's all the piss lets them have. <laughs> Hayes portrays a hideous sci-fi future where men are given drugs that render them unable to hear the doors. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm done talking about. Duke Nukem Forever, Matt Hazard, Bulletstorm. Uh, I could just do a flat recommendation. Bulletstorm's pretty neat. Playing as Duke Nukem. I, I kept trying to get images for the stream to show that Duke's in Bulletstorm, and it kept showing me the Bulletstorm, the Duke of Switch edition. And I'm like, they did what? <laughs> you put Bulletstorm on the Switch and called it that? Uh, so, you know. I think that was a pretty good game. I think we both agreed we'd probably give it a B, B minus. Yeah, yeah, there about it. it was fun. Yeah, it was. It was really good. as far as seventh judge shooter just go. Playing it nowadays at sixty frames per second at a higher resolution with uh, minimal load times, pretty enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. I absolutely see. Like when we got onto the trolley, I absolutely knew why they got these people to make a gears game. Yeah, it just makes me more upset, just as I was back in the day of, like, the Gears game they got to make should have been a lot more fun. I mean, they should have gotten to make the next major entry in the Gears of War franchise, not a filler game to fill out the end of a generation. Yeah, or if they were able to make a spinoff that, where things are weird instead of a spinoff where they can't do anything interesting. But what if, what if instead of a spinoff, they just did something interesting? With the Gears of War franchise? What Obviously, if- <laughs> Microsoft at a high level does not want that to happen. <laughs> that's true <laughs> I'm done did you have anything else no. you wanted to say that's all we played right just those games we didn't play any others right nothing else snuck up on me did yeah we play? yeah no okay. uh, no punch win no no uh, other steam demos nothing oh you you're even talking about steam demos so we played the punch win on stream <laughs> after the Nintendo Direct a very good Nintendo Direct please stick around for news the punch one's great. That soundtrack's amazing. I hear it's on streaming. For people who don't know, it is Punch in Penguin. The Punch Win. Uh, that game's really great. It's really there's a reason it's as high up as it is in my goatee list. It is one of the best puzzle games ever made, which is not 
easy. I cannot remember the last time a game entered that echelon. They don't make many puzzle games, and a lot of them are bad. Please check out the Punchwin, or at very least, the tail end of the Nintendo Direct stream, where we play the Punchwin. At very least, check out the soundtrack. It's on streaming. Anyways, hey. Hey. I hear you played 17 fucking games. Yes, but there's one all of us played. Oh, okay. Well, let's go. Well, all of us? Well, I guess Agro didn't play unless... Agro? This is fucking Bob over here with his Agro erasure. Unless... I feel like I missed a memo. What's going on, Bob? Yeah, what did, what did Agro play, Bob, did, allegedly? Did, you played Grim Guardians, right? Right, Agro? No, I, I can't say that I did. Huh, weird. Lucky bastard. <laughs> what is the full title? It's Grim Guardians colon words words. Uh, Grim Guardians Demon Purge because it is a reference to Gal Gun Double Piece, the Gal Gun game they named after a pornographic meme. Yep. Yo, oh, you I, didn't because no, they because <laughs> they do the because double piece like double piece signs. Yeah, no, I get, I understand he that. Understood side. that I, just, he didn't put together GGDP yet again. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand there was a reference to that type that game title. Uh, uh for people who don't know, this is a game by Anti Creates, the creator of Galgun, which is <gasps> what I've determined to call them for the rest of time now. <laughs> yeah, that's what they fucking earned. Uh. This game is aesthetically trying to come across as a Metroidvania. It is a completely linear action platformer where to revisit the secret areas you get via abilities, you have to replay the whole level. Yeah, Very it, smart. It's structured pretty much identically to the um, Curse of the Moon Blood games. Stain. Yeah, the Curse of the Moon games. Yeah, here's the thing, though. The Curse of the Moon games have no intention of, okay, now level select to go back there to get that cool thing. It's more of, well, on your next playthrough, you have that character, so you can get that thing. Hmm. You can take that alternate route. You can do this other thing. This game literally pops up with a teleporter. It's just like, hey, you can go back and replay that entire level to get to that one part where you need to jump near the end. Um, That is... Weird and bad enough uh, that they doubled down on this weird aspect of Curse of the Moon that wasn't like the core aspect. Um, the fact it's like bootleg Castlevania is its own weird enough, and the sprites just look terrible it in my opinion. It looks like shit. Yes. It, 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 the, it looks like they were trying to do something along the lines <laughs> of how at least the character sprites looked on the ds or game boy advance but with no color limitations so they just look fucking weird yeah it genuinely looks like they're going for that low res um because they want fluidity and movement but because the character designs don't look good the fluidity is kind of moot like it's not impressive looking and it's aesthetically repugnant as your main characters have like these completely black single pixel eyeballs and all these other design elements of them that just look like shit bob i assume you're not as negative on us would you like to express any of that no i mean it's like i don't think the pixel art for the characters is that bad like it i don't think the designs are great uh-huh but it, it it doesn't really upset me whereas backgrounds actually did upset me a lot uh, yeah the backgrounds also look shitty and the ui looks shitty it just looks terrible 
The backgrounds look, I, literally I, look like someone who doesn't understand what retro art looks like, and they're combining several different aesthetics and generations into a hodgepodge fucking mashup of a level. Yeah, like what really upset me was when uh, they did staircases frequently, and they'd have them come towards the perspective, and it just looked completely wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, how did you mess up that? Yeah. I honestly, when it comes to the character sprites, I think this is the ugliest fucking game Inti's ever made. Mighty Gun Vault Burst has better looking sprites. Mm -hmm. Fucking Curse of the Moon has better looking sprites. (laughs) Bomber, wait, no, no, no. Blaster Master Act Zero, or not Act Zero, but Blaster Master Zero has better looking sprites. This is the ugliest fucking game they've ever turned out. It it is. Why, if any has played Dragon Marked for Death, maybe that's that's the sauce. It seems similar to that. But I think even that has uh, higher res sprites. It so it helps them. Please don't make your game like we're doing a retro sprite thing and then do like super high res UI assets. That looks like shit. Yeah. It looks like you did a bad Photoshop instead of made a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of this actually looks like that, frankly. Um, shifting a bit from the art. This also might be the worst soundtrack NT has ever turned out. I, people know I'm not a huge fan of the composer over there. But even still, I've liked to some degree various levels, various songs from them in the past. Mm-hmm. This soundtrack looks, sounds like shit, and so does the sound design. They literally have a sound which sounds like a child hit a Casio keyboard in a store. Like, punched it. And they're like, that's the sound it makes when you accept an option on a menu. And I'm like, Why? Why is that the sound? What? Someone else talk. I'm typing. Okay. Um, we got... Uh, I did show some pictures in, um, if you wanted to show any of those. I think Ooh. one of the neat things is that they... They have an extreme level of violence, which I, I, I think this is one of the few positive parts where it's something Inti does somewhat frequently. But when you hit kill someone with a sword character, they fall into a million pieces and blood goes everywhere and even stains the background. Uh, same with the, the gun girl. It, literally, they ex- just explode when you hit them. Um, and I did like that visually. They, there are lots of weird mechanics. So, like, if one of the two characters dies, you just... You go back to the beginning of the screen that you were on, and you have to get back to the other character and revive her. Yeah, because yet again, they're trying to do a weird version of Curse of the Moon. Right, it's just such a bizarre mechanic. It's like... (sighs) Yeah, I don't know. Dan had the more sober take of Curse of the Moon. You don't want to know where my brain went the first time that happened, the one time I died? Sure. The RPG mode in Air Keys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, you just die in this game and then it'll make you run back in order to, to get the body of the person. So you're just replaying through the level no longer as the projectile person who is apt for dealing with this part because they're ceiling based enemies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. The game feels like it's not designed around playing. It's just one of them. So having to do that to get back to the other one just seems like a, a bizarre task. I mean, it didn't kick my ass doing that. The number one thing that kicked my ass in this game was holes. Yeah. Because because they did... It's an anti game, so they have to have holes that are just below your perspective so you can't see them until you've already made the jump. Luckily, that hasn't happened in this. They're very clearly on screen a lot of the time. A lot of these rooms only scroll in one direction. Mm-hmm. 
it just felt weird to go completely unstoppable for so long. And then, oh, this enemy bumped you into a hole because you don't have the gun person. Mm-hmm. And they, they're literally not hittable by the, the melee person because they're across the hole. <laughs> like, oh, great. Thank you. This, this, this is good. This is a good type of challenge. Yeah. And like when you think about like... Uh, Ega talks about they had to remove the death holes from Symphony of Night. Like, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they're just stealing the imagery and the iconography and the the essence of a Metroidvania a la Symphony of the Night. But making a weird action platformer out of it, it just feels even worse when it's like death hole. I also don't understand the super move. It, It doesn't freeze anything going on, but it takes, like, five to ten seconds to actually pull off, so... Like, so you're doing a cool saying a line and some animations and the enemy's just not in front of your gun anymore. Yeah, it just has left long ago. Yeah, because you shoot a super bullet for people who haven't played this. And so you're, you're just wasting your fucking time saying these lines and doing shit as it does that. Okay, that's that's cool. I thought hitting to the right would show me the next image, but no, that's not how Imager works. is a bizarre website. Okay, well, I'm popping that away while we continue to talk about this. Uh... I genuinely think this is the most hackish thing NT's ever done. I cannot think... I've played every other game except for the Dragon Mark for Death game. Mm -hmm. And I cannot think of one that's more hackish. Because Curse of the Moon 2 is them doubling down on weird ideas. Like, a certain character should just own this boss. And there's virtually no other way to beat the boss feasibly. Easily. Do you have invincibility, dog? Okay, you won the battle. <laughs> you don't? You're fucked. Motherfucker's gonna cover the screen in death rain, and you're just gonna get owned instantly. But this, this is mechanically one of the worst one of these I've played. The movement feels bad. There's a huge deceleration on movement when you're on the ground. <laughs> I'm like, who does that? I'm slipping in a fucking What? And I'm like, well, obviously this jump is light and floaty. Like, I'm going to get a double jump because this is sort of aesthetically like Metroidvania. It's very Mm -hmm. clearly symphony-based. It's not Castlevania most of the time. It's that. Yeah. No. So far, nothing. And I really doubt it's ever going to come. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like we're going to get more characters and get the swap between them instead. Like, I don't know. I think we're just going to keep getting powers because in the demo, you unlock the additional powers of make a paper airplane and now you can jump on it. By the way, this is the most insane way to pull that out ever because your character throws it diagonally down into a side. And it's supposed to be ability that helps you platform to places. Right, but you, it just goes all the way to the ground when you show it to the side like that. So what's the point? So the only way to use it to go vertically is to throw it into a wall right in front of you. And this, of course, uses, much like a sub-weapon would, consumable currency like hearts. Mm-hmm. So you only get to try to access the secret area that you replayed the entire level to get through again so many times before you just run out of hearts and go, well, I just wasted my fucking time. This is a really great structure for this. Thank you so fucking much. It it just seems Ill, ill-guided in every way. I don't know how you came to this game design. Uh, I need Bob's opinion on this. What's up? I don't know if these characters are in any fucking other thing that Inti Creates has ever made. Is there not a Gal Gun character named Shinobu? I don't, I don't know anything about Galgun. I try not to perceive that franchise. Oh, I'm gonna Gal- Google Galgun Shinobu. One this, I, these characters and the setup and the villain 
this feels like they're making a knockoff Sinran Kagura. Hmm. I think they're just horny. Yeah, I was like, it's it doesn't. But feel... it's also like they're they're secretly demon slayers, and they go to the high school and yeah, Shinobu they do Kamizano. the magical girl transformation into the demon slayers with skimpy outfits. Shinobu Kamizono is one of the main main heroines of Galgun Double Piece. What? Uh, also on this wiki, weak spot right in her thigh. Uh, that was in Double Piece. In Galgun 2, it's the right toes. So they changed it in between game. Weakest spot, the cleavage in Double Piece, and the right breast in Galgun 2. Okay, this is like an alt universe because I guess like it's a weird, get it? It's like a weird alternate timeline of Galgun. I thought in the, the main timeline, they're just normal girls who I... help with a Cupid, I think is the plot of that game. I think it might be fully canonical, but I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, when you find other other students mm -hmm. in the demon school, they very much I I, uh, I was like I'm pretty sure they are from directly from uh, Galgon. I didn't know the main characters are also in that boat. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, why would you do this? Why do you want to keep crossing over that franchise? Because it's successful to them, and it's a cinematic universe now, and uh, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. That's all they got. So about but looking like a bad Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, look at that staircase. Like, the one right behind her. Like, what? Did, how did you put that in the game? I thought the reflection layer was a neat idea. Yeah, I think that's the nicest looking thing. Yeah, it probably is. I'm, I'm, I genuinely dislike this game so strongly. Uh -huh. I've never disliked an indie game this much before. And then that's when people go, wait a minute, Dan, didn't they make Mighty Number no. 9? <sighs> this is some truly hacky shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally like if an indie dev, like three guys made this, uh -huh. I'd be like, okay, I can see how you make this fucking mistake. You've literally never made a video game before. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things are that was indie of like, how did you've been making games for over 20 years? Yeah, they, they made two Curse of the Moons. Yeah, so they made Mega Man X6. <laughs> right? They did, but the people won't admit it. Uh, this was bad enough that I played the first level in the demo and it's like there's another level and I'm like no there's not <laughs> and then I you stopped. just did alt F4 the, the, yeah. the demo is structured so badly like they can't design the levels right mm -hmm. so I got to the end of the first level the first thing you see after the end of the first level is a pillar that you can hit up on and it takes you back to a map when all you can select is level 1 so I thought that's all there was so I hit that I hit level 1 and I'm at the beginning of level 1 so now, then, hours later, Dan plays a demo and walks past that into the next area. Yeah, so literally, the, 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 door, the door is next to it on screen. Uh-huh. Because in the levels, you, you, up until that point, you didn't go into doors in the background. Yeah, maybe once. You do that in the second level. Okay. I don't think you do it in the first, but the, it literally on screen is that door. And when you talk to the spiller, it's just like, hey, 
you can use me to go back to the first level. And I'm like, why would I do that? And then I found out why I would do that. And I hated it even more. Uh, there's also problems with this where, you know, as Bob's describing, he beat level one. But then he used that teleporter to go back and replay level one, which locked him off from continuing on to level two until he beat level one. Yep. It, it's just baffling. I think the only thing I found neat is the machine gun. I don't you, even think it's a good mechanic. You I just, mean just the other chick's main weapon? Yeah, just the, they, they made a game where it's an uh, action platformer like a Castlevania, but the, uh, just machine gunning people is a viable strategy. I like games with reload mechanics, mm -hmm. and this has one, so I thought that was kind of neat, too, where you double-tap crouch, and then she has to... Right, and then there's a whole thing of, like, okay, it takes time for the reload to happen, so you have mm -hmm. to make sure you're safe and all that. And I was like, this is neat. Why is the rest of the game structured terribly? Yeah, no, the, you could have made a good game out of a lot of what's here. They just literally made the worst execution of any one part of it I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I just... As I describe to you how awful it feels, I cannot describe to you the joylessness of playing it. It doesn't feel as good as a Castlevania. It doesn't feel as fun and floaty and good as a Metroidvania-style Castlevania. Mm -hmm. It just fucking sucks to do everything in. I didn't think it was going to be this bad, to be clear. I thought it was hackish that they were like, Ego won't let us make the fucking real bloodstain. We'll show him. We'll make our own. Because if people don't know, they were making bloodstain for a good year there, and then they were basically fired. Mm -hmm. And all of their work was redone by the next crew, basically. <sighs> Which is why they get the Curse of the Moon project, and then they get a second one, and then I guess that wasn't enough, and they wanted to make their own, so they take their I gal gun IP and they make their own. I, I don't know how the second one did. I thought it was real bad. I thought it was way worse than the first. I think like so, too. It has too. all these really bad mechanics. Also, the music is even worse because none of it's based on anything in Bloodstained anymore. Um, and once again, I, I mentioned some of the mechanics earlier, but yeah, that's I, I think mechanically it's worse than the first two, especially the part where it's like, well, to really beat the game, you got to beat it four times. And I never once beat Curse of the Moon 2 because... You know, I was there to to enjoy it, and when it was clear I was not going to enjoy it, there was no intellectual curiosity. It was just another curse of the moon. Right. So it's, I just it's put like it down. Literally the last game, but worse. So mm -hmm. why? Yeah. When yeah it, it, your reward for beating it four times is a really terrible last level that thankfully you can cheese because um, the boss, the final boss, does not restore health if you die. So I just kept going up there with the with the mage and casting the, his equivalent of the lightning from Castlevania three, <laughs> and de deleted him from history. Wow. Um, it's it's really the... fucking dumb and lame that the first boss is just the big bat from Castlevania one. Oh, it sucks. It's even worse than that because they couldn't decide which cool bat intro they wanted to use. So they have the bats fly above your head and to the right as you enter its chamber. And it's like, oh, cool. The bats are forming. And, and by the time you get to the right side of the room where the boss battle is going to happen, the bats then crash in from the background through a window. And I'm like, uh -huh. which, what, which was it? Which, were they in the room with me forming the big bat? Or did they? Yeah, and yeah, it, 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 is just, <laughs> it is just that big bat from like 
I would I would say Harmony of Dissonance, but that had an original take on it with the drill move and other things about it. Mm-hmm. It's much more like original Castlevania or uh, the X68000 Castlevania Chronicles, uh, as it's called on PS1. I, this game's terrible. And for eagle-eyed amongst you, you might have noticed right behind my head has been a boxed copy of Curse of the Moon 2. <laughs> I clearly put my money where my mouth is on this shit. This isn't like, Dan bought a game to fucking hate it. No, I'm, I'm fucking sworn to ego so i gave this game a fucking chance i bought it digitally and then the yeah, physical copy the, took forever this one didn't have any connection to ego so you don't have to pay for it you don't have any obligation and yet i kind of want to know every wrong decision they make in this i played the demo the most out of all of us i replayed both levels multiple times trying to get mm-hmm. every secret i i uh I think the design for the second boss is neat, but like you said, you just vaporize it. So what's the matter? Yeah, they do the second <laughs> boss and there's a neat idea and it's funny mm-hmm. and it's about a boss battle. You've probably seen a couple of times, but it's a new way of doing it. That's kind of funny and cute problem. I vaporized it in like nine seconds, maybe eight. And that's on the first run. This isn't, I mastered it. And then no, I came in and because the melee character is fucking broken. Yeah. I pop a, barrier as the as the ranged character and she goes just, barrier she goes barrier i wish <laughs> wouldn't that be funny they're like it's a throwback to our other terrible game uh and then you just take the melee character and keep swinging and the fucking boss is dead within nine seconds and i'm like what why do you even make it i thought the spider chandelier was a neat idea mm-hmm. because it's a imagine a beautiful chandelier like candelabra sort of thing but it is a giant spider and it lowers itself down to crush you. And outside of those moments where it does that, it shoots fireballs. I'm like, this is neat. This is a cool set piece. It kind of makes me think of like the Castlevania behemoths where the back end of this giant bull creature is just gone. Uh-huh. So it's the front end just crawling after you as you try to escape through the level. Except for this guy, you can fight legitimately and it's not really hard to kill. Like mm-hmm. you could easily kill the spider. Right. It takes some time. Right, because it's not... Spider probably had more health than the second boss. Right, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, not only was it harder than the second boss by a significant degree, Mm -hmm. they bring it back in the second level so it feels less cool and interesting. I know, like, I also thought that was the coolest thing in level one, so when I saw it again, and once I finally got to level two, I was like, what do you mean? They're like, hey, it's purple now. And I'm like, that's not enough. Come on, what do you do? You can wait, like, four levels and then pull it out, and I'll be surprised. That would be fine, yeah. Not not level two. Um, so this game's absolutely fucking terrible. This is genuinely like <laughs> I hate this game more than Forspoken by a lot. Wow. It is such a bad game. Yeah, I don't like I don't hate it as much as some of their other games, because some of them like like I I'm thinking Gunvolt 3. Where the mechanics make the game null. Like, I can just skip the game. Yeah. Like, the, at least I have to interact with the level here. So that's why I feel it above some of their content. I mean, you can jump high enough to jump over enemies. So yes. you can still just run past a lot of stuff. But you, you have to, like, space a jump. Yeah. That's you don't true. have to do that in Golden Bowl. You yeah. literally just did skip. You yeah. Just- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's worth noting I haven't tried to beat every uh, Gunvolt game. Right. Worth noting. 
Yeah, which I think that they do get really bad. I think three is probably the worst about that I tried. Mm. Like even two seemed more reasonable. Yeah, Gunfall One had some interesting things in it. And I like it. Um, it's worth noting. I started constructing privately a top one hundred games the other day, mm-hmm. and a psychotic amount of them were Castlevania games. So it being one of my favorite franchises, it it does actually personally offend me to watch somebody get it so fucking wrong. Fair. It's like if somebody was like, imagine Bobcat Goldthwait was dead and didn't make a bunch of bad movies before he died. Um, And somebody started impersonating Bobcat Goldthwait, but being racist. And they're like, that was what was great about his comedy. I'm like, I don't think he did that once. What are you talking about? It's just someone who's like, look, I can do the thing they do. And it's like, but you're literally nothing like them. Good impersonation, bro. Anyway, Bob, you have 16 other games to talk about. Chris, Something like you, that. Chris, did you want to say anything else about Grim Guardians? Go fuck yourself before we move on. The, the characters say like Neptunia-esque lines whenever they do anything. It probably is the most delightful part of the game, as Bob said. <laughs> yes. Like when, the, when she shoots the machine gun, she says, you're Swiss cheese almost all the time. Yeah, she says sometimes, that. Sometimes and instead she says anti-demon machine gun. Yeah, yeah she does say anti-demon machine gun a lot. Anti-demon machine guns are great. <laughs> I mean, it's a great concept, so of course it's a good line. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't feel anything about any of the lines, though. Usually <laughs> I go one way or the other. This, yeah, none, of, none of them really stuck with me or were funny enough to pop out. Yeah, I feel like the, this having English voices really does help. <laughs> yeah, of course. Fucking... <sighs> Could you imagine this had as much speech as fucking Mighty Number no. Nine, and they don't have a dub? Yeah, um, uh, I, I think I think the funniest thing um, from a voice line direction is there are people lost in this castle, and you need to find them. Yes, and you'll just hear them in the distance, all echo. We'd be like, "Where am I?" <laughs> no, and that's kind of funny. Hmm. That's it. That's it. Hey, Bob. Hey, uh, I know, Chris, you also played Bat Boy, right? Yes, I did. That game sure is cool. It is. Because Shovel Knight is cool, and it's very obviously trying to be Shovel Knight. Yeah, it's really directly Shovel Knight. I was like, well, I mean, it's, it's pretty Shovel Knight in the level where I... Uh, but then you get to the overworld, and it's literally like, here's Mario's 3 map. Yep. <laughs> And then it's like, and then it has towns where you can spend money you collect in the levels. Uh huh. And then the bosses are instead of instead of like different knights like Plague Knight and Polar Knight and stuff like uh, in Shovel Knight, they're like sports equipment. Like one of them is Shinai guy, and he uses like a kit like a pra- kendo practice sword and wears kendo armor. And one is uh, I forget the other girl's name, but she's a gymnast who uses like the ribbon and the spoons. Yeah, it made me think a lot of Ranma because that also just was like martial arts based on each different sport that's popular <laughs> in Japanese high school. Oh. I think, yeah, there was an ice skater in this too, right? I I don't know. Okay. There was only, if, if there was more than two bosses, I didn't find out how to get to them. As I pop up this image, I need people to know, I thought Bat Boy meant like the animal bat no no he has a face no, 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 no. it is only on closer inspection <laughs> uh but yeah each each boss gets you a different power but they're all like Jesus. 
True I've been first. imagining a completely different game. <laughs> Why is this bat attacking all these sports people? <laughs> okay, this all makes a lot more sense now. But, what were you saying? But yeah, he's from the baseball club. Uh, you, your basic starting bat stuff is like you can uh, do a mid-air bat swing that lets you bounce off stuff. Uh-huh. Which a lot like the Shovel Knight thing, but you actually need the time when you hit it instead of just hold down the cool. button. Uh, and then beating bosses gets you new abilities that are like both traversal abilities and attack abilities. So you have a you throw out the bat and it spins, and then you can jump on top of the thrown out bat and you bounce off of it. Yeah, it's like Cappy in Mario Odyssey. Yes, and also it's like uh, the axe in God of War. 2018 so you literally need to do puzzles where you show your your bat into a, a uh, switch and it activates it while it's in there and you need to go do, get to a door while it's going do you think if this game goes long enough you'll have to throw switches at bats <laughs> no it seems like they, they keep introducing new things like you beat the gymnast and she's like you can now use my ribbon and you can use it as a grappling hook why did i play grim guardians yeah, no, this game was really good. And I was like, I, did I kickstart this? And I did not. And I was kind of disappointed. God damn it. I'm so actually livid. But yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. I don't know. Even if it's yeah, just it's great. incredibly derivative. It was great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being incredibly derivative if you pick the right thing to be incredibly derivative of. Mm-hmm. Normally, people pick the wrong things, like in 7th Gen, where everyone picked Call of Duty. <laughs> Hey, they also picked Half-Life sometimes. They mostly picked Half-Life and Kill Switch, to be fair. I feel like a lot... Well, no. No, it's Half-Life and Half-Life. <laughs> I'm like, what are, the, what are the two most common? Oh, they're both Half-Life 2. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of Half-Life 1. I mean, you get the uh, aim down sight stuff and the two weapon system that was popularized in, Kill, in Call of Duty as well. So you get... Well, that was Halo. That actually. was also the two Halo. Weapon, so the PC two weapons, gamers, PC gamers, will never forgive Halo for the two weapons system. Yeah, the two weapons systems are there, and the aim down sights from Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. So all three of those games are—they just team up and somehow make the worst soup you've ever fucking had. <laughs> Here's Legendary on PlayStation Three. Oh, cool! Is are are you divorcing me? And that's when my <laughs> wife drove off, and I've never seen her again. Um, oh, and she took the Wii U. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, it also sends your main weapon. This is a baseball bat. You do I'm have, aware now. <laughs> you use uh, a lot of enemies shoot projectiles at you that you can hit back at them. Mm-hmm. But you can also like hold up or down and he'll hit the hit the ball in different directions. So they'll sometimes be puzzles. Where wait, it's wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Are we talking like you hold up and you hit it and it's a perfect 45 degree up? Yes. Oh, that's fucking brilliant. Yes. It's really good. They use it for puzzles. Oh, it's my a lot God. Of fun. Why the fuck would I play Grim Guardian? You you sat over there the whole time. I'm just playing Grim Guardian. You're like, I, I don't think Dan likes Shovel Knight. I'm not going to tell him about I this. I told you that it was like the best <laughs> game of the demo I played. You did, but I thought he was about a boy who was a bat. <laughs> not a boy with a bat. This changes everything. <laughs> I don't want to play as a tiny bat boy, but a boy with a bat who <laughs> throws it like a God of War axe. Now that. That's something I could get into. Um, were there any others you played, Chris? Because I think that those are the only ones I, uh, that we might have a crossover on. Uh, I played Gravity Circuit and I played Boaty Biteland Overclocked. <laughs> You're making that one up. <laughs> Let me make sure that's the right name. <laughs> 
Yeah, I actually did not play Gravity Circle this time because I played that for the last Steam Next Fest. Yeah, I was so trying I'll to let, I'll let Chris talk about it. I was it. trying to decide oh. if I was going to play it for the demo or just wait till the game came out. And I feel like probably a year from it coming out. It's probably coming out sometime Gravity in the next year. Circuit, think. I think, is coming out like next month. Right. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. I'll just wait for the game to come out at this point. Okay. Yeah. So you mean last time? Was, no, no. I had the choice this time to okay. play it. And I'm like, we've got to be within a year of it coming out. Okay. If it's had two demos so far, mm -hmm. then I'm just going to fucking wait till it comes out. And it turns uh, out this Gravity, pretty well. Gravity Circuit is, I like it more than Bat Boy. Oh, wow. Um, it is a Shatterhand like. I don't know if you uh, remember Shatterhand, NES RP, uh, not an NES platformer where you're a dude who punches robots. Uh, the reason I say it's like Shatterhand is because one, you're in very similar places. Uh, two, you're punching guys. Three, it has the exact same. You collect money in the levels. There's like a plate you can step on and press a button to spend money to heal. Which is exactly a thing from Shatterhand. Huh. Um, Yeah, I like this game a lot. Um, it's fun to hit somebody and they bounce around after they die and you can knock them into other enemies and kill them. Oh, that's good. It's fun to use your grappling hook. You have like a bionic commando-esque grappling hook. Uh, it's fun to use that to pull shields off of enemies and then punch the shield back into them and they die instantly. <laughs> the levels... I think it's important for 2D 2D platformer levels to have gimmicks in them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this, and the two levels in this each have a gimmick. One is a power plant where enemies shoot projectiles, and if they shoot certain floors, if the projectiles make contact with certain floors, they become hurt floors. Like permanently, because or just for a certain just just for time. a second. Okay. Because they're electrically charging the platform. So you have to lead on, lead on their shots a little bit or just kill them before they can shoot. And of course, there's lots of hazards that electrify them anyway. So you got to time stuff. Uh, you have a wall climb like Mega Man X, although it's not quite as good as like a, ascending a single wall, but you can still do it. Uh, there's hidden power-ups like uh, Mega Man X. Like I found a health upgrade and I found a... Uh, a stand, like an energy upgrade for your special abilities. It seems like there's going to be a store at some point, but it's not in this demo because it's not like, it's like pick level one, pick level two from the main menu. There's not like continuity. So you don't get to see what's between levels. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're not even sure if it's going to be like a Mega Man situation where you can just select where you want to go. Uh, there might be boss weapons because when you kill, because both bosses drop a piece of their helmet. Hmm. But I don't know what that does, if anything, because... It's not in the demo. Uh, I re also really like that you have these special fighting game moves that take your energy. And they do a bunch of damage and are sometimes useful for mobility. But the really useful thing is if you use them on a boss when the boss isn't trapped in some other animation, the boss enters a juggle state. And can't do anything as you hit them a bunch of times, assuming Ooh. that you don't let them touch the ground. Like punch out. Enter so them you, into the whale on them and feel good state. Yeah, as they as they bounce around the screen with sprite rotation. <laughs> uh, it also has a very cool color palette. Yes, that is using the Game Boy Color aesthetic, right? Yes, 
It's like very orange. It looks very nice. Um, I'm really excited for this game. Yeah, I am too. I, 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 I've been really excited since I first came across it on Twitter, and I was like, "Dude, look at this! It looks like like cool Mega Man aesthetic. (laughs) Like instead of ending up at a weird like Mega Man Zero like aesthetic, it, it, it looks like it took inspiration from even just the SNES Mega Man style games." Oh, yeah. And took the art style in a different direction from where the PS1 ones went and then made a Game Boy Color. It, it does look a lot like Extreme. Mm-hmm. Like if Extreme had a better color palette. And some slightly better art. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. So that and, shit's and March? Uh, I, I just checked. It's quarter two this year. Okay. So should okay. be before the end of June. I think it was Bat Boy that's next month. God, is that it was that one close? of the things I played? I think I think so, maybe. Oh yeah, one thing about Bat Boy that's weird is the bosses are pretty easy. Huh. Yeah. Like they even have a thing where you take down one house bar and then they pop into a super mode and you get another whole house bar, and I was like, I kind of blitzed you most of these pretty quickly though. But that, did that, you that's blitz also through like them in nine night. seconds flat? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all, 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 you only have three hits, so I imagine for some people that's going to be a real struggle. Yeah, that's true. Your health is not large by any means. Although, although you seem to be able to upgrade it. Yeah, Bat Boy's supposed to be March 30th. Wow. Cool. Glad to have a game to look forward to next month because certain games didn't shadow drop and instead are coming out in April. <laughs> yeah, all, all, you'll get, all you get in March is a Resident, Resident Evil, Evil 4, 4 remake. remake. That's all. That's all. Barely noteworthy game. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i got to say about a uh, gravity circuit it, it's real it's real fun go play the demo it's still up for now you know it's not going away until monday or tuesday i forget which oh and i played a boaty overclocked i think it's yeah. body body bite land overclocked how do you fucking spell body b-o-t-i okay it, uh, it's a 3D platformer trying to be Astrobot's playroom. It's almost one one. Okay, good. I, I yeah, I started looking at footage and went, is is it insulting to ask if we have Astros at home? <laughs> oh my god, what? Like that's all. Like it's just Astrobot. <laughs> Some of the levels even look like the layout is the same. Yeah, huh. it's it's, it's scarily close in places. Um, it it's I don't have anything to say, but it's like <laughs> Astrobot. Um. The devs are seem to be English second language, and there's dialogue that is mixed poorly and has no subtitles, so I don't know what they're saying. Yeah, this looks a little bit like Astros, just a smidge. Just a little. Wow, Jesus, uh-huh. come on! No, this rules. That's hilarious. Hell yeah, go for it. We don't have enough 3D platformers. You can have this, <laughs> right? You're even playing as a TV head. Wow, I. Is that? Yeah, that's you. Wow. Okay, I need to see footage of this thing move. <laughs> you even kind of spin like Astro when you jump. Like, it's really direct. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, they couldn't figure out what to do, though, so a couple times there was combat rooms in the demo. Oh. Mm. That, l- l- if, if there's one thing you should take from these podcasts, from Big Thing to mention, <laughs> if, if you're making a, pl- a game that is predominantly a platformer, don't put, don't put combat rooms in it. You are only allowed to make your combat rooms as long as the Mega Man 7 and Mega Man 5 elevators, which means under six seconds. <laughs> Eleva- 
I man, I don't even like the elevators in Mega Man. They're fine. But right. If I don't think anything would be lost by them just not being there. Because I always just hit just use the shield weapon. And I'm like, now I don't have to care about this segment. That is true. You can easily do that. Uh and the, and the last one that I played was uh the Ramsey. <laughs> it is a light puzzle platformer where you're a squirrel, but you look more like a hamster. How do you fucking spell this one? Is it spelled like Ramsey's? R-A-M-S-E-Y. All right. I downloaded this one and intended to play it, but did not get around to it. Because I was playing so many Duke games. God, I'm full. <laughs> Um, I don't know if this is Chinese or Korean because I can't tell the language just by listening to it. I think it's Korean. It has voice acting, which was caught me off guard. So, so it's like Gungrave? <laughs> Overdose with its voice acting? Well, no, no, it's not in English. It's Oh, okay. Uh, it's... You're you're a squirrel that's on an, a puzzle platformer adventure. You have a gun that makes cotton flowers that you can bounce off of. Uh, it feels really good to use because your movement is really smooth, and you fly up like instantly when you touch this flower. And you can do stuff like jump up against a wall and mash the shoot button, and it'll just you'll just climb the wall. I'm really upset because apparently the actress for Ellie in The Last of Us show's name is like uh, Bella Ramsey. So typing in the Ramsey game is just bringing up countless photos of her. Yeah, it's pretty frustrating. Anyway, here's a picture of the actual game. This looks awesome. I love this art style. Yeah, it's uh, it's very cute. Uh, it's adorable. There's there's like optional uh, puzzle areas where you can get a uh, called bolt nuts. They're acorns that are as hard as steel that you use to make upgrades. Uh, that that are slightly harder. Uh, there was two areas in this. Uh, it's it's nothing world. It's nothing like earth shattering, but the movement feels really nice. And using the using the cotton flower gun is fun. Mm -hmm. And there's That's a couple awesome. really simple bosses that are also fun. And and I could I could see us the game getting really strange with what it wants you to do later on because it already a little bit does in the demo. Uh, but. I don't know. Maybe I'll buy it when it comes out. I don't I don't know when it's supposed to come out. Looking at this photo, I'm so instantly charmed by this mascot. And uh, you know that emotion where it's just like, I would kill for you. Like, <laughs> you, you, you're so adorable. I have to protect you. And I'm like, Dan, what is that emotion coming from? What are you protecting you from? Is there is there some Twitch streamer who collected the Dragon Balls and is going to wish us back into seventh gen and you're just <laughs> gutting them like a fish on the spot? Like, what is, who are you protecting this thing from? And I'm like, look at him. He's adorable. I love him. So I'm on the devs website and uh -huh. uh, all it says is coming 2023 and they are definitely Korean. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's kind of what I thought. But yeah, it, it's really cute. There's one point where you have to ride a ship and the ship is actually on the back of a giant dolphin that looks kind of like a dolphin from Super Mario World that has sunglasses. <laughs> Good. Uh, at one point, you fight fight a giant evil weasel that is like Shadow the Hedgehog colors. <laughs> I think there's a picture of that on Steam. I was seeing some weird. I don't know. It's worrying. I'm not sure I'm ready to see this thing's face. 
yes, that is one of the images on the uh, on the Steam page. It was like, it's not a cat, but I can't really identify what it is. <laughs> yeah, cute game. Um, th that those are all the demos I played. Hey, Bob. Hey. I heard you collected all 151 Steam Next Best demos. Uh, I tried. <laughs> we'll, let's get to it. Sure. All right. The next game I played was Slave Zero X, which I do have a picture of if you want to show them. Uh, I, I want to show them more pictures of Ramsey. I'm sorry. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll show them that in a second. Give me, give me one second, though. I want to, even though this isn't even the picture we wanted. Uh huh. Look at this game. It's like a Hamtaro platformer. Why wouldn't I love this? Right? Why wouldn't I love this? This is too good. Do they make a koosh koosh sound? I don't even know. Anyways, what's what's the next game? Give me the title again. I gotta type it in. Slave Zero X? That's right. That is a terrible name. It's kind of bad, yeah. Slave Zero X. And Zero okay. is spelled out. That's important. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be hard to Google if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a game where it's got a weird Strider 2 look where you're playing as a 2D character on a completely 3D environment. Um, and still side-scrolling, of course. Your character looks more like Hakuman from Blaze Blue, though. Ooh. And, cool. and it's entirely combat-focused. Like, the whole game seems to be made out of catwalks in 3D that turn at harsh <sighs> angles and feel bad to walk across. Oh, now I'm really getting the fucking Strider vibes now that you're saying that and I'm seeing this. Mm-hmm. And there's not platforming really. It's all about this the combat, and the combat I I think feels a little rough. Like it obviously wants to be like a fighting game tier of, of amount of inputs and stuff you can do, but it feels like a lot of the moves don't link together well. So you just sort of get caught in a situation of okay, I knocked that dude into the air, and now if I jump after him, I can do like one more hit, <laughs> and then I'm back on the ground being hit by three other dudes. This dude literally is the middle point between Geiger artwork and Hakuman. <laughs> <laughs> it also runs really badly right now, even on like on the, your 1080 Ti. Yeah, even on the 1080 Ti, is this coming to things other than Steam? Do, I, could we I, have hope for any platform? Or I don't think so. Okay, I, I don't think. Um, surprisingly, it has voice acting. It's covering to Steam and the CPS2 arcade board. <laughs> Um, allegedly they're, they're working on updates to make it run better at least, but I, I think the core combat of it is not very fun. Mm. And that's the kind of big problem. Also, you only like you fight dozens of the same two enemies and they just kind of barrage you like you'd have, you'd think it'd be like a beat em up, uh, where you have space, you can like space between you because there's a foreground background, but it's only, it's all on, all on one plane. So therefore they can all just start jump you you just get covered in dudes and it's like what do i do oh i guess i'm getting knocked over again and the, the every avenue takes a ton of hits because it wants to play like an ultimate cry where you're juggling dudes a lot but uh and they can take a lot of damage but there's just a ton of dudes that all on top of you and it doesn't feel great hmm. so i do not recommend this would you say it's better on par or worse than most strider games I think it's worse. Oh. Which is incredible because I don't think there is a good Strider game. <laughs> Except maybe that PS4 one, but I haven't even played all of that, so. Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah, like he was. Trailer's a mishmash of stuff. I, there's even a 3D boss in here. Oh. Um, Dan, if you want to check the uh, 
the, the Discord, I found a, a screen grab from this trailer I'm watching. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Your, your mileage may vary on this additional information. <gasps> Let me see how the audience feels about this one. I'm going to put it up for them. They, they can process this themselves. I, as a, a, you know, an influencer, don't need to paint a picture of uh, how they should feel. You know, they can, they can decide. <laughs> that explains things, I guess. <laughs> Maybe that's a cool thing. I have watched <laughs> Ruby. I don't know. Chat's <laughs> oh. <Jets> exploded. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe it's like Rick and Morty. Maybe there was a good writer and a bad writer. Wait, no, that was an incest writer and an abuse writer. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a bad comparison. Gotta go. Um... Yeah, I don't I don't understand what made them design the levels like this either. Like I said, it's just every single area it had in the demo was here's a catwalk. So there's something always slightly in the foreground. I found to take the picture one area where I don't have a handrail in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just hairpin turns everywhere. So it's, you're basically going up a tower almost of just hairpin turns on a 2D axis. It doesn't feel good to do, go around. People were a big fan of that, I think, during the PS1 era. Like, I saw that a few times back then. It's crazy to see someone who's like, we need to we need to go back. <laughs> right? That's that's kind of... I, I honestly... I kind of want to play this more than any of the other demos just to see it happen <laughs> in a new game. Also, to know if it runs well on my <laughs> machine, so that way I can literally turn to Bob and say, what's fun on my machine? You just need the 4090 to play this PS1-style <laughs> video game. You just need the 4090! <laughs> It's just ordinary games. <laughs> the hot RTX 4000 series exclusive. Slave Zero X. Yeah, I know that there are a few people excited for me to talk about this. Uh, uh, I'm sorry if I've disappointed you. Oh, uh, this? No, no, the, uh, the Slave oh, Zero okay. The next okay. game, though, we can move on. Okay, cool. Absolutely. There we go. Mika and the Witch's Mountain. Um, this game's actually on Kickstarter right now. You can go Ooh. support it. If you want, if you are so inclined, I, I do suggest trying the demo. This is a 3D platformer where you play as a witch who basically you go to off your elder witch to get training and she kicks you off her mountain and breaks your broom. So now you're just hanging out in some town doing deliveries to afford better brooms because each broom is just slowly able to take you a little bit farther. And the idea is by the end of the game, you have a broom good enough to get you back up the mountain. Real quick, I'm cutting through all Bob's bullshit. I'm just going to say the shit that's relevant to people who can't look at the image right now. Yeah. It fucking looks like a Wind Waker. Yeah, it's Wind, it does. Wind, wind it's, Waker, but you deliver packages of which. So you're telling me... Do, do you like Wind Waker? Do you like Kiki's delivery right? service? Uh -huh. Hang on, let me check my date of birth. Yes. Yes, yes, yes I do. <laughs> 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 Social security card just says yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's incredibly directly those two things holy crap this is, this is cute as hell is this coming to anything else I, I believe I, I believe that they're trying to get this on other stuff like okay. it, even I think it's going to be on PS or PlayStation stuff Switch I'm not sure about Xbox though but they're even like a part of the Kickstarter is you can get a physical Switch edition can like all right can we talk about how much of a mistake it was for Sony to call their next console the PlayStation stuff? <laughs> They're like, oh, Xbox is bad at naming things? Just wait one moment. <laughs> With the new PlayStation stuff. 
Yeah, this looks good. Uh, but yeah, it's all based on moving around with the physics of a dying broom. <laughs> so you have, you have to try and not break your deliveries by like dunking them in water or whatever. Uh, this uh, taking to one place to another. This has hit uh, about nine per uh, nine nine times its goal. It's Just a little bit under that. That's uh, awesome. You know, a little bit over eight times its goal at three hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Which means Lord. they've hit every stretch goal they put up. Wow. Yeah. I guess they don't, they they probably didn't assume people were this hungry. <laughs> they're they're like, there, oh. There's a market out there for people who want to play as a witch and not farm. Yes, that's true. Absolutely. A tragically underserved market, considering based on what we know. <laughs> there was a literal witch farming game I did not play this week. Oh, that's good. That's good. You, you know what I really like about all these stretch goals? Mm. There's only one of them that is a new gameplay feature. That's so smart. <laughs> that is and smart. It's a mini game. That way you can just put all that money into actually making it work out. Oh, yeah, the, the one thing that wasn't a package delivery that I got to play in the demo, which is the demo is very short. Mm -hmm. uh, you get a like a bowl for a fish and you shove it in the water to try and pick fish out. That was neat. That was cool. Oh, man. Oh, does she there's get different outfits? Yeah, there's a Kickstarter exclusive outfit. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, back this thing on Kickstarter. Uh, you know the last time I did that? Was it my number nine? No, luckily it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, All I was right. going to be like, really? That long? Say, damn, damn, man. Learn to love again. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been since Bloodstained, though. <laughs> right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. That's the correct way to phrase that. Anyways, it's, look, look at these cute outfits for the fucking... The Kickstarter. Oh my god, this was really far down. How did I make it this far? <laughs> All right, because I went back the past the entire cast. I'm glad that this game has the uh incredibly necessary character that is nose. Uh-huh. Perhaps has glasses? Question mark. Uh but yeah. I, I like this Kickstarter one the most. Oh. It's not not even a contest. Not even a contest. But yeah, this looks awesome. I constantly talk about how much. The joy of movement through 3D environments has been completely abolished by AAA gaming as they try to like put handrails up everywhere and have you go through a polished, pretty linear experience in many cases. But open world games have cracked that open and just traversal does not feel as good. You know, one of the best accomplishments of Breath of the Wild is that the traversal feels great. Yeah, that's, if, that's the reason I want to explore that world. Right. So hearing that there's a game where it's like you're on a broken ass of witch's broom delivering things in a cool 3d environment i'm like yes yes please thank you <sighs> you ready to move on the next one or not yet i'm i'm just i'm just sitting here like am i ready to love again i don't know <laughs> aggro made the joke but i'm genuinely not sure <laughs> you should try the demo <sighs> okay okay i'll try the demo I'm ready to move on. Sure. The next thing I played was NNRA. Could you please spell that for me? E-N-E-N-R-A. Okay. Just like Smoke from Mortal Kombat. What? Oh, he's an NNRA demon. That's the demon of smoke. Oh. <laughs> oh. I didn't know. <laughs> Thank you, Bob, for your smoke lore. This is why you did that really great Mortal Kombat Archer Devs pitch. You know it. 
Um, this is a 3D action game, obviously inspired by uh, Metal Gear Rising and uh, Devil May Cry. Warning on this demo. Do not play the tutorial mode. Okay, I know why? it seems, seems crazy. Yeah. The tutorial mode runs worse than the game does in the wave-based like combat mode. It is a terrible introduction of all the mechanics and has weird platforming. I don't know why they made it. I feel like I, I downloaded a demo for this straight from the developer's website like five months ago or so. And that ran better on my like my old setup, my old computer. Yeah, your old GPU was a 1060. Yeah. And your CPU was absolute. It was as old as the PS4, basically. Yeah, basically. So that's weird. Yeah, it ran that old demo ran better than this new demo did in that tutorial mode on the new system. That's really bizarre. Yeah, but then I like I was super disappointed. Just didn't want to play it anymore because it felt like it was a straight downgrade from that old demo I played. Mm -hmm. But then I came back to it uh, yesterday to, to check out the wave based mode. So I heard that there was a new uh, like gameplay side they put in. And that actually runs really well. They add have a bunch of new mechanics. Like um, they have this new mode called like range style, where he has three floating swords behind him, and you can like shoot them out. And uh, you have a instant dash, like teleport slash sort of thing, <clears throat> uh, which is a lot of fun. So you can like get some dude knocked into the air, and then just mash the circle button to teleport through him like ten times and slicing him. Uh, but yeah, this seems like it's on the way to maybe being a, a fun, um, like, indie action game. So hopefully they keep polishing it and there's, it's better, or it's more than, it can support more than just the wave-based mode and it actually has a single-player story that's fun. But I'm not sure. I feel like they, that's what's worrying about this project right now. And I thought that he'd wait until it was in better condition to show it or put a demo up on Steam. Is there a release date we're heading towards here? I, I don't think so. I think it's still just... It's coming. Hmm. But yeah, I'm pretty sure this is like a solo dev, a very small amount of devs working on this. So hopefully they just keep working on it until it's good to go. Because I think there is some good feeling combat in there. Um, next game, After Image. Uh, this is a Metroidvania. It's got a kind of neat, like, hand-drawn art style, but not enough frames to support it well. And all the levels are kind of built out of these, these just diagonal platforms. Like, if you want to show the pictures of this, it's literally just a bunch of straight-line, like, diagonal platforms you go up and down. And a ton of areas are designed like that. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't know what they were thinking, because a lot of the the way that your jump works doesn't work too well with this sort of platform. It's actually the uh, second picture if you want to show that one. Okay. But this is the, that's what the art looks like, which is pretty nice. But yeah, you see those. Yeah, the art looks nice. The uh, the tweening doesn't. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, not much more to say about this one. Okay. Uh, <sighs> the next one is Cynthia hidden in the moon shadow. Bob, what am I looking at here? That is the loading screen. It's the first thing you see when you boot the game up. She T-poses spinning in the corner of it. <laughs> Glorious. Give me that subtitle again. It was Cynthia what? Hidden in the moon shadow. Moon shadow is one word. Oh, okay. Oh, of course. It's important. That's, a, a, I guess, a thing. Hidden in the break. <laughs> Hidden in the shit. 
Uh, uh, tell me about Cynthia hidden in the moon shadow. It's obviously tries to trick you into thinking it's Breath of the Wild. <laughs> but it's like it has that sort of art style, but it, the entire game is insanely linear. Mm. Uh, you have a comically bad looking jump you're seeing there. Uh, if you go off past even a little bit, like say you miss a jump, uh huh. The game puts you in an orb and floats you back to where you fell off. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, your face looks incredibly bad. If you want to show them that, uh, oh, is that also that, that's a, that's one of the pictures I got. I also got a picture of the orb. If you want to, there's the orb. <laughs> it's like the fucking new Super Mario Bros. Bubble. <laughs> yes. But cool and orange. Oh, oh. Mm. The, the, it has voice acting, and I, I honestly, like, she might be AI generated. I don't know. <laughs> Does it, she have that weird rasp that it, all of those have? Right. Like, the delivery just seems wrong, like a human isn't doing it. There's nothing in the real book that says a giraffe can't play football. <laughs> and it also has a crafting system in this insanely linear platformer. I, it's weird. See, see. I, first, I look over. You're playing this, and I'm like, "Oh, this must be a Kenna like because it too is a game about women be walking around." <laughs> uh, I, I actually am floored though to to find out the real genre is very limited, like scope, very linear platformer thing. Yeah, it's a super linear version of. That's so weird. Yeah, I don't. The pause screen cracked me up. That's another one of the pictures I threw in there. She comes out of that like curtain. She walks from behind the curtain when you pause the game. Yeah, Bob, that's strange. I have a question. What's up? What free to play Korean MMO from 2003 is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is Guns the Duel. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I think that the next image is really going to blow everyone on the podcast mind. Uh, the way it tells a story sometimes. <laughs> uh huh. Is like for Spoken's final act. No. No. <laughs> you know, I would I would say that looks bad on this game, but we all know that looks way worse on for Spoken. Yes. It looks better here than it does in Forspoken. Like visually. <laughs> like that's a bunch of particle effect that look nice instead of awful chandelier people that are hard to recognize. Well, Bob, temporal anti-aliasing is hard. <laughs> God, I'm over here watching the footage, and this is this is some serious what indie hell vibes coming off yes. this game. Yeah, yes. like like it looks like oh wow, this is the the first bootable build of your game you've made. No, this is a demo we released to the public. <laughs> oh, why have you done this? <laughs> well, it's ready to go. <laughs> uh, the next game is Bzzt, which is B Z Z Z T. B Z Z Z T. Yep. Make sure how many Z's are in that. Might be hard to look up elsewise. Right. Um, this is like weird, cheap, slow Super Meat Boy. I don't recommend it. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, got it. Thank you. Uh, wordless. Like, I'm out of words. I'm wordless. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Worldless. Worldless. Yes. 20% less interested. <laughs> <laughs> and yet there are more letters now. Explain that, Agro. <laughs> Um, this is a weird mix of a Metroidvania with a turn-based combat system. So you, you go platform around and plays this weird thing that's a compilation of energy dots. But then you run into an enemy and you literally go turn-based. But it's all timing-based as well. 
What's up? It calls me a collection of energy dots in my brain. It's like, oh no, it's Vector Man. <laughs> it kind of is, but with fewer dots, so it's hard to tell what it is. Annihilate Dan? on sight. <laughs> what? Dan? What is Vector Man? Oh, yeah, that's a good. Sorry. <laughs> this is the thing. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Uh, the, the turn based combat's a little weird though, because it's like each you and the enemy have a set amount of time to do your moves. So, like, it'll be your turn, so you can mash the attack button for, while your turn is going. And then, once your turn's over, you then have to go to blocking, and mashing the attack button will block instead. Uh, I think that there's not enough UI. They try and make, make it super minimalist, but then it becomes okay, I have like four moves. I'm going to get, get these confused once in a while. It's like, okay, this guy has an, a weakness to lightning and, uh, and ice, so you need to make sure you're using those. And you have ice, sword, and lightning, and you've got to mix them up properly to break these weaknesses and to also time, perfectly time guarding. And all of it's like very strict timing. So I feel like it needs to be a bit better balanced. I ended up wiping quite a few times on enemies, and they know it's hard because it's literally, if you die, you, you just can redo the, the fight like you don't lose progress at all it's literally okay do it again you need to be perfect to win mm. um other than that it, it's kind of neat like i like the art style you you're because you're this collection of dots they do interesting things with that like you can bring up a map and it literally it zooms in on part of your dots and it, it explodes out into more dots that form a map or to use your skill tree, it also does that. Um, I do have a picture of that in there. If you want okay, to good. I was, I was wondering. I was like, one moment, imagining. <laughs> Please. But, but yeah, then you like put your arms out and it turns into this skill tree. And then you become a creature from flow. <laughs> yes, you, this whole thing has a kind of flow look to it. Yeah. This is a game that watching the two layers of the gameplay come together made me just confused looking over occasionally because mm -hmm. I could not figure out what genre it was based on looking at you playing it about 10 minutes apart each time. Yeah, it was one we saw in conferences and I was also kind of baffled as to how it was going to play. So actually in the play it made a make sense. But I, I still think it's it's weird and definitely needs some adjusting. <laughs> Were you so baffled as to be wordless? No. Oh, right. That wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> no, not, not at all. Uh, next one. Trinity Fusion. <laughs> oh, this is a game I shouldn't have bought on the PS3. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> this game had me fast. Like, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, well, why would you be ready for Sailor Moon hair but blue and also a man's face for some reason? It's very... Unsettling art style. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. What? What? Two thousand seven American free to play MMO is this? <laughs> I, I only take art styles like this from games that say you know mother father and shit like that. <laughs> what was the name again, Bob? Trinity Fusion. I believe okay. this is Chinese. <laughs> She's gonna uh, kill Drax. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two point five D Metroidvania game. Uh, with a lot of work of roguelike elements, which make the story make zero sense. Mm -hmm. So the, the game boots up and you start getting directions to go like, okay, you're obviously yourself from another dimension is telling you what to do uh, to get to a device that will help you traverse dimensions in some way. If you die, 
it just keeps going as if that hasn't happened and you go to the other dimension and meet people this is your first time meeting them but they ignore that and there's like we obviously you know what's going on get back out there and try the level again <laughs> it, it, the plot literally makes no sense because of this like they didn't have an introduction to any of the uh parallel dimension stuff i had to kind of just read the steam page to get what was going on <laughs> oh um also it plays really bad it looks really bad the, the demo says you should try playing as all three characters because they're really different, but uh, you, it only seems to let you play as one. So I don't know why they said that. Okay. <laughs> this is very cool. I really appreciate you showing me this art. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, next game. Uh-huh. Protodroid Delta. This is a Mega Man X-inspired 3D like third-person shooter. It also is Mega Man Legends inspired because it auto it has like a massive amount of target lock on. Okay. So like you have a giant box in front of you basically that if the enemies within you will just shoot towards. Do I have a picture of that? No, okay. unfortunately, I forgot to get some images for this. Instead, you have a picture of how funny the game thinks it is. Uh-huh. Uh so there's a, a one point where they're talking about getting a different like a armor upgrade. Uh-huh. And and then the next picture you'll see where they're talking about, oh, wouldn't it be so weird if it was hidden in a volcano or something hard to find? What? How's that a joke? Well, you see in Mega Man X, armor upgrades are hidden in, in stages. I, is, don't, I don't think any in the entire franchise were hidden inside of a volcano, but yeah, they hide armor pieces, I guess. That's a thing they do. I don't... That Yeah, I guess that's a joke if... Uh, that's a Matt Hazard joke. <laughs> yeah, this, this game is... Like, they roll straight from this joke into a joke about Axel that makes no sense. Oh, this is that game. Yeah. This is the one you were talking about that references Axel from Mega Man X8. X7 and 8. X7 and X8. X7 isn't real. No, I'm sorry. That's his game. We skipped That's the game that made Axel. What was the joke again with that? You get the boost legs and they make a joke about the main character wanting to call it Axel for acceleration. Mm-hmm. And then they say stuff about how, oh, that might go over some people's heads. And it's, I think there's even something in there about how they like it, but no one else does. All right. And then, oh, okay. wow. Saying you like Axel is an easy way to turn me off your Mega Man inspired game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it's like a <laughs> ukulele open with Grunty Industries was great, actually. <laughs> I'm like, okay, refund on Steam right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all the writing seemed to be that weird self-aware nonsense that's not funny for a second. Uh, otherwise, the game seemed okay. That's so disappointing. Please stop writing things like that. I understand that if you don't know what to write, that's the default now for mm -hmm. some reason. Yeah. Write in literally anything else. Po pointing <laughs> out what you're doing is like a type of joke. <laughs> The, the only thing I hate more is the is the indie indie game writing, which a lot of indie games do is we don't we don't know how to end this scene. So every scene ends with a character saying something stupid and another character going, OK. Blade Kitten? <laughs> Blade Kitten is an unfunny indie game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, next game. Okay, cool. What is it? Tesla Grade 2. Tesla Grad, to be Grad. clear. There's no E. Yeah, that's true. Well, there's one E, but 
<laughs> Take the other E out. Uh, this is a 2D puzzle platformer um, where it's got a big focus on this magnetic ability you have. So your character like glows and can walk on walls that are red because they're glowing blue and it's like the polarities. And you can also use that to launch yourself off blue objects. And that's pretty neat. But for some reason, this game's also obsessed with having enemies to kill you one hit. Like everywhere. Like you don't have a health bar, just anything will do a uh another world almost inspired level of just an animation that kills you in one hit. Like that's only okay if it gets really cinematic and close up it, <laughs> as a camera angle. It doesn't do that, unfortunately. Ah, jeez. Um, what's your attack set? You don't have one. You cannot defend yourself. Okay, then that's that's, that's that way sounds worse like eternal darkness. I'm, I'm watching this character run from a quadruped, and it's very another world. <laughs> huh. Yeah, it definitely feels inspired by that. The platforming feels a lot less um, stiff than another word world. Uh, which, good job. Uh, that, that's basically the lowest bar to clear in human history. Right. It's clear that they weren't going from, for it from that angle, but they were going for it from the <laughs> you're in a terrifying planet sort of thing. Okay, that's cool. Um. Yeah, it, it, I like these puzzle mechanics. I think it's really weird to also have these instant kill enemies. Also, this game is made in Unity and has that frame rate issue that them, they, they have where it's like, hey, the, the camera's the camera running at 20 frames per second. Yeah, the camera defaults to an insanely fr slow thing. It, it was incredibly obvious. Like, I just looked over and instantly you could tell it was that problem. Unity devs. Please update the version of Unity you're using. The newer builds fix it. Right? Please. Yeah, and the other mechanic that they introduced near the end of this demo is you get cubes that are magnetized. And I feel like they're just kind of broken. Like, every time I got used them to platform areas, I felt like I was breaking the game doing it. Like, literally, it, you ha it makes you float around in a weird way that doesn't make 100% sense with the way that physics work elsewhere in it. So I don't know if that was intentional or not, or if they're going, if that's going to become a big thing in the game of like, you're going to have to feel like you're cheesing to get even basic platforming done. Hmm. Oh, yeah, you also have an electric dash, which is neat. Yeah, that seems neat. This game looks neat. And this trailer's locked to 30. Mm -hmm. So you can't see the horrible camera desync problem. <laughs> it just looks like it's dropping frames. Yeah, they also like... I think the character looks nice, but they, there are not enough frames of animation. Like, at all. Mm. Um, next game? Mm. Nocturnal. It's another 2D platformer. This one? Uh, no. This one. That one. Yeah. The, the image that is almost completely black. Yes, this whole thing is, it's, uh, is the game is super dark, and you have a sword that you light on fire, so you can see anything. And then you, the whole thing is lighting torches in the area. Keep your sword lit and solving puzzles by lighting torches. Lighting torches in your area. It was okay. <laughs> That's all I got to say. And what was the name again? Nocturnal. Okay. We moving on? Yeah. Ninja or die. Um, this is a game where you only control your character by jumping. And you move in a, a really wide jump arc that you see on screen at all times what do you mean you see on screen you at see all times? you see a like a, a cursor going for the uh the like dots that show you where the jump's going to go why do you have dots that show you because you can only jump yeah you can only jump you cannot so 
So you're aiming a jump. You're aiming like a jump. Like it's Kong. Yes. Or worms. Yeah, not Kong. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, it feels like something you would do on a phone. Like, I don't know why you made a game like yeah. this. Uh, I wouldn't know without playing it. But you're totally right that that does seem like a phone game thing to do. It's pointy. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have to fight. Or it seems like every stage wants you to kill a certain amount of enemies before you leave, and you kill them by jumping into them. Like you, they'll hurt you if you're on the ground, but you will kill them if you're in the air. Okay. All right. Uh, the game's really hard to look at. Like it's got that pixel art style, but it feels like everything is shimmering at all times. Oh, so, so it's scaling poorly. Yeah, it's scaling poorly. That dotted line is always moving, which makes it harder oh. to keep track of. Like, it's always going towards where you're going to land. Okay. Yeah. yeah, everything's flashing. Everything's pulsing and giving off an effect. I I can't see this blinking white dotted line half the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just seems like a lot of weird decisions were made with this game. Um, and like I said, it just hurts to look at. And I So... Okay. Yeah, that's all I got for that one. Okay, what are we moving on to? Afogato. It's A-F-F-O-G-A-T-O. Okay. This game is really weird and has a bunch of things in it. <laughs> so it's a... Uh-huh. Some of it's like this, where you see, you walk around a city, it's all 2D, um, and you just can move left and right and talk to people in this large, or in the city street. Then you go to your coffee shop and can make coffee there. Oh, but, but before okay, that, that's why it's called Affogato. Yes. Uh, you, you go into reverse tower defense levels. <laughs> so what you're seeing here is you're moving along this line. Any yellow square on it, you can click and, tell, and uh, have your characters move a different direction based on what direction you want them to move at the yellow yeah, squares. I was making jokes about Bob's playing 100% orange juice. <laughs> Yes, and then you... There's so many things happening here. So you have tarot cards to summon to the, the act as your units in this. Uh-huh. So you draw new cards so you can summon them near your, your line of dudes walking through this reverse tower defense area mm -hmm. and attack enemies on the way. Um, it's really neat for how much is going on, but it is a lot to get your head around. Um... Beating these areas is like, I guess, supposed to be people's subconsciouses. So you help them alleviate their problems. And then you go back home and make coffee for them. And there's a like really complicated coffee mini game. Okay, that sounds like the most appealing part of this game to me. <laughs> uh, how do you mechanically engage with that mini game? Uh, you literally see like the three machines to, to brew the coffee. So you mm -hmm. have the coffee grinder and you take that to the espresso machine. And then you, uh, the third step is like what you add to it afterwards. Okay. Um, which is neat. And it seems like there'll be a lot of different recipes for these coffees. The only one I found in the demo, which I just have to stop eventually, um, was the Americano where you make the espresso and add some hot water. Mm -hmm. And then you get all sorts of choices for like, do you want to put sugar, mint, all these other things in it? Do you want to condescend to the customer who can't drink real coffee? Yeah, there's that angle to it for sure. <laughs> I think the first customers oh are like a high school girls who like the main one appreciate coffee and the other two just don't at all. Okay. Yeah. Ah, yes. The Starbucks clientele. <laughs> Bring your friends who don't like coffee. We also sell what is virtually ice cream. 
Uh, the only complaint I have about it is there is too much dialogue. It's it feels like there's just an immense amount of talking between the characters, which I get that it's like a visual novel and there should be a lot of that. But a lot of what they had felt like redundant information and just poorly worded stuff that would make the conversations last longer. I just had to start mashing through it because it became just unending. It's making up for it in volume. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that was cool. I do suggest checking out that demo while it's still up. You, they'll probably, you'll probably find something you like because there's like eight different things. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll like one thing enough and not hate the other parts enough where it'll just make sense for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe. That's, that's the hope. Um, the last Steam Next Fest demo I played, which there's still one more demo I played after Steam Next Fest. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. What is it? Void Train. I don't even have pictures. Is it one word? Yes. Uh, we saw this at various gaming events throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's got a really cool idea where you're like playing as this character who is riding on a railway that's in space. And, uh, like, finding lots of weird stuff out there. Real quick, I'm, uh, to people watching the visual, I'm just going to show the rest of the pictures. I didn't realize how many Bob had. He yeah, didn't no, direct they're... me to show them, so I thought there were just these two similar ones. Uh, this is of the last game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this those is... are the tarot cards. Yeah. I got the coffee. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Anyways, continue about Void Train. Uh, it's got a very developed intro with a bunch of narration and you you're like the son of some scientist and you discover um his bizarre train device that takes you to this other dimension it's all super structured and then as soon as you start really into the gameplay it's just ride this train track um there's nothing around you it's a crafting game now yeah, go go collect things that are floating in in midair what? in the void. Oh, oh, oh. Make, oh. The, make the thing that lets you smelt iron. I'm like, I don't. God damn it! That's really weird. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, I will keep, I will stay with you, demo, because maybe this is leading to something else. Then it has you do one more part with story where you pick up a gun, and then the demo basically ends. Like you don't do anything. You don't do anything after that. You go back on the train, and do more of the craft stuff on train. Well, it's one of those. That makes sense. Yeah. As it turns out, none of that genre are, in fact, the chosen one. They're all <laughs> for those people exclusively. So that was really disappointing. I didn't realize that was what that game was going to be. Uh, look, like Minecraft worked because there are some poisons out there that humans enjoy. That doesn't mean adding poison to every dish you make <laughs> will make it delicious. Well, well, they they got to get that DayZ audience. <laughs> it's, it's 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 time it's time for the secret. I fucking love Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I think Minecraft is a delightful game. It fires so many more neurons than any of these survival craftamathons have ever fucking fired ever. Because they, they took the form of the thing and not the spirit. <laughs> That's literally how it feels every time. Where the mechanics of Minecraft are shoved into these, but none of the vibes, none of anything else that makes it work. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it just feels like it could be such a cool game if it weren't this game instead. <laughs> <laughs> like, I imagine it was like a, a, a seventh gen first person shooter campaign with an uh -huh. insane story like this. Right. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, give that, me that a C really plus cool. shooter in this setting and I'll buy it twice. Yeah, I mean, look at that. That looks awesome. Yeah, there's lots of cool looking stuff. And then you get on the train where nothing is. Oh. oh. <sighs> These look like little ratchet and clank bugs. A little bit. Oh, yeah, they kind of do. A little bit. From Rift Apart. Anyway. And the last game I played. Uh-huh. This came out during the Nintendo Direct. We got a demo for Sea of Stars. Which is the uh, game made by the Messenger developers. And it's their take on a Chrono Trigger. Okay. Damn, I wish I had played this. I forgot that it happened. Yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, the demo lets you explore a town, do a dungeon, and also has a fishing mini game. Sea of Stars? Yes. Okay. Got it. But yeah, I have quite a few pictures there if you wanted to show any of them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's got a really nice pixel art art style. The, the combat is a bunch of stuff where it has timing elements to it, like a Mario RPG. So, like, literally every different character, if you time their attack, they'll do a second attack. All their special moves have some sort of timing element. Like, one of them shows out a disc, and then you time bouncing the disc back. Um, and you can back, bounce back and forth, and it goes between all different enemies. Uh, there's uh, another character who you hold down the button to charge up a fireball, and you have to time it so you release it when the fireball is as largest, so it shoots out and when it does, like, a massive damage uh, area thing. But yeah, it seems like they have a whole bunch of neat ideas like that. And doing those timing things builds up a combo meter. And the combo meter lets you do the combo attacks like, like Chrono Trigger. So like two of these characters will team up and do a super attack. Uh, but yeah, that, I had a lot of fun with this. It also strangely has a mechanic I would never expect in a turn-based RPG. Uh, I, I would relate it to the 3D Ninja Gaiden games. What? So you kill an enemy and they drop orbs? And you can use those orbs to power up your attack. It's very odd. <laughs> um, it's also got the fishing minigame I mentioned. Where it actually is really in-depth. You, like, you stand at the front of a long pond... And you throw out the fishing line and can like control it as it goes out and hit the, the A button again to drop the line and try and land on a fish. And uh, then you'll have to like reel them in and there'll be a visual indicator like a, the blue line, like the, the blue area that's vertically going up this image. Is a area you need to keep the fish in while you reel in the line. If the fish gets outside of that area, you need to stop doing the line, line reel and yank him back towards it using analog stick. So it's it's honestly a lot of fun for a fishing mini game. Yeah, and that seems really unique. I haven't personally run into many like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get for doing the fishing mini game. Uh, I assume you'll get more stuff. In this, you mostly can just if you catch a fish, you can literally flay it. And then you have fish meat that works in the cooking. Because you can cook in this game. Because, of course. And the cooking, uh, basically, are just different healing items you can make. Uh, the demo also lets you listen to one of the tracks that... Uh, Yasunori Mitsuda. Yeah, Yasunori Mitsuda made. 
And it just has like an area where it's like, you can't go in here on the map, but you can listen to it if you stand here. <laughs> what? They know that it's good music and they want you to hear it, but they didn't want to let you play that area. Yeah, like, just so you know, it's for that area. Awesome. It'll be there when you get there in the full game. And uh, the, the town is even slightly partitioned off because they're like, there's too much in the town. We don't want you to see all of it. I feel weird, Bob. Yeah. That you describe this game as people who blank make Chrono Trigger. And in the year 2023, that just makes me wary of your game. Yeah. But everything I saw of this game looked really great. Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It also has some golden sun elements where you have a, like, you, you can push, you can shoot wind out of your hand and you use that to push blocks around and solve puzzles. Oh, shit. That's awesome. And they also have a jumping and climbing system that kind of works. It's all contact sensitive. So uh, if you say you see a ledge that looks like you should be able to fall, fall down, you almost always can't. Which is really nice. Like that, it makes the areas feel a lot more, a lot less constrained. Do you know when this is supposed to come out? I think I think they said it during that thing, but I'm not sure. I think all they have is like this year. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what it looks like. I wouldn't even hold them to. I, I, it's a Kickstarter game. <laughs> At one point, it seems like they said, okay, currently still listed on Steam, August 29th, 2023. So okay, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I hope they put this demo on everything because it, it's great, but it runs fine on the Switch. So it's not like if, if you play it on here, you're missing the experience. I just would Good. like for all everyone on Steam and PlayStation to be able to play it too. Oh, yeah, 100%. Just like if Punchwin would come to everything. Mm -hmm. Sorry, the Punchwin would come <laughs> to everything. But yeah, I, I think this game's really cool and going to be something very special. Yeah. Yeah, this could be a contender. <laughs> could be, this could be racing up the charts. Who knows? I, I, you know, I appreciate that you don't play some weird bat child in this game either. <laughs> <laughs> At least not that I know of. It also it, lets you pick your main character, which it says doesn't have any plus on gameplay because there's always boasting your parties, but you have to choose between um, the, the blue haired girl and the, the yellow haired dude because it's like the sun and the moon. Oh, shit. Mm hmm. I thought they just like the guy from Beyond Oasis. Right? He does look a lot like that. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Google I'm gonna Google that real quick. Just he, to be I feel like, like it's either the same fucking, kind of sword. Yeah. Yeah, it is. What yeah, I, I was really just excited to see a Kopesh in a game. <laughs> 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 yeah, there we go. Beyond Oasis man. <laughs> this is fan art. <laughs> People, people know that game enough to do fan art? That's fucking crazy, you guys. Anyways. That's it for all your demos? That is it! I did it! I that's, got through, guys! That's fucking crazy. I'm sorry if that took too long. Hope people liked it. I, 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 you know what? It's a valuable service. In, in the comments section, time out how long that took. <laughs> yeah, I feel like... I thought Beyond Oasis Men had a curved sword. Maybe that's the sequel I'm thinking of. Yeah, I saw you did too. Weird. Yeah, it must be the sequel, or maybe you get multiple swords in that game. I don't know. I only played it for about 30 minutes on a retro roulette. <laughs> this is a cool game, though. Too bad it runs at 30. Ancient's great. Anyways, hey, Bob. Hey, what's up? This is this, this image is scaled wrong. Uh, <laughs> do, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? I did not. Okay, then I guess we're moving to... Wait, did Chris talk? Hey, Chris, what you been playing? Uh, we talked about all the demos. 
I wanted to play Fire Emblem, but I only got to play the tutorial, and then I I had to do other things. <sighs> it sure looks nice. Yeah, yeah, it does. I'm I'm very impressed about like the very first area after you do the very first tutorial battle. You just get to walk around that area, and I'm like, this is like a World of Warcraft zone visually i'm legitimately surprised that there's anything in the game that looks like this after nothing in three houses looked like anything <laughs> once you said that thing last week about three houses where uh dialogue took place was in picture dimension mm -hmm. i noticed that it does the same thing in this where they just but there's also real there's also real areas yeah there's also real them. areas and a lot of it is they took pictures of the areas you can actually walk to which just seems weird i i assume they just can't render it otherwise they might even do something where there's where there's like higher quality cutscene models that I'm, they put in front of these stills of the background yeah that's possible because they do look pretty nice when they're doing that but yeah i didn't get to play very much i played a little bit more pizza tower i don't have too much to say about that other than that it's an insane game full of mechanics i didn't even realize at first that there was a parry <laughs> fucking yeah man why did no one by, tell me that you parry by hitting the taunt button so this personification <laughs> of anxiety can parry gunfire by doing jojo poses that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> holy shit <laughs> that's great that is pretty great uh, I think I'm like halfway through the second area I'm really looking forward to whenever I get to fight their equivalent of the Noid. Good. He should be the villain. <laughs> yeah, good lord. Of course, a pizza. I don't know, when, I don't know when he's going to show up, but he's, a, he's in the trailer. He's, I think his name is The Noise. <laughs> Bold. Uh, and, and, and I finished Saints Row 2 on stream. Any problems? Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> There is one mission in Saints Row 2 that on every version of the game has a proclivity to crash after the cutscene at the end of the mission. Like it just hangs on black forever and does not do anything. Mm. Uh, and since I had shown off some cheats earlier in the playthrough, autosave is turned off forever. So I lost three hours I lost the middle chunk of progress on that stream luckily I, yeah. I just did it all again off content and it was pretty fast because I skipped all the cutscenes and used the twin machine gun pistols to execute everybody really quickly I don't uh, think it's come up on big think maybe it did and I just don't remember Chris I tuned into that first stream and I'm like oh there's a stream goal for for the new Saints Row, $20. And then I had to go do what I was doing that day. Uh huh. I didn't absorb until the next time I showed up that you're playing as the guy from Puss in Boots. Yes, I'm playing. I played as Big Jack Horner. I'm like, <laughs> who should I make? Saints Row 2, Saints Row 2 lets you make monstrosities, but it doesn't have a huge, it doesn't have like, it's not great at making people look normal. And that, that was also when they had like the le least amount of voices. Mm hmm. So I'm like, well, I'm going to play as Big Jack Horner, who you can make surprisingly close to with the hideous character creator. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to give him the British voice. Yeah, 
is killing me. I'm like, this is so insane. This is the worst thing since our Mass Effect quick play where we made the world's most hideous man. God. Saints Row 2 is a great game. They should make more of those. <laughs> I'm sure there wouldn't be anything wrong with that. Well, uh, I was going to say this at the end, but I'll say it here. I, I am starting Saints Row the third. Oh, cool. Next, a game which I bought at launch super excited. And then it was just, and then while it was better on a game, game feel level. Mm -hmm. I thought at the time that it was worse in every other conceivable way. So, so Matt has it in Saints Row 3, huh? Just <laughs> the day one $60 um, club. It, at least Saints Row 3 was just disappointing. I don't think I would call that game bad. I think if you played Saints Row 3 without, without playing Saints Row 2 with no baggage, you'd be like, yeah, that was, that was okay. That was pretty good. That's just the one where they decide that they need to listen to everything Reddit says. Mm -hmm. mm. So Saints Row 2, great game. Uh, you, you, you destroy OCP at the end because the primary antagonists are very obviously just OCP from RoboCop. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is also in this game. Just like he, Matt Hazard. Yes, no that's escape. exactly what I mean. Uh, he is in, I think, two cutscenes because he is a white reggae DJ uh, who who you shoot to death. Yeah, what the fuck was his name again? A oh. veteran child. Veteran child. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is with this character? Because the because the three gangs, the three gangs in this are the Ronin, which are like motorcycle gangsters who, who, who drive Japanese motorcycles and the Japanese motorcycles in this game are named after the characters in Akira. It's very funny. Uh, it's also the gang where it's like, okay, it's all Asian guys and white dudes. And they all wear, they all wear like basically drive jackets and have katana. <laughs> I mean, it's a good choice. <laughs> Uh, and they're and they're the ones where the leader is here. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so they make you do sword fights in in the Ronin missions. They make you do two of them, which mm -hmm. is and they're weird because the first one understands the limitations of the sword fighting system they made, and the second one doesn't at all. I'm surprised there is a sword fighting system. I thought you just wail at each other. Uh, yeah, I'm imagining uh, yeah, GTA. Uh, okay, here, here's, right? here's 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 the sword fight. Here's the sword fight fighting system, Bob. If you hit the boss, they counter you and do a shoulder throw. You have to wait for them to attack you, oh and then you hit the button to parry them, and then you kick them in the ass and they fall down until their health is at the bottom, and then you stab them and kill them. Okay, that's the really weird. The first time they understand the limitations because there's a bunch of guys with them, and you kill all those and then the guy comes in and takes two swings at you and you counter both of them and then he backs off at super speed and summons more guys but the last one is just no here's here's the father of yuri lowenthal the 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 evil yakuza from japan you're just gonna kick him in the ass 18 times and then impale him <laughs> uh, and then he defeats you in a cut scene so you shoot him in the face ah well problem solved <laughs> Okay, you don't shoot. No, you don't shoot him in the face. He he knocks you over in a cutscene. It's like 
did you think you could defeat me, this epic Chad Swordsman? And you go, no, and then you shoot him. <laughs> no, that's pretty good. I like that a lot. <laughs> like, no, of course I'm not going to win, bang. It feels like uh, you shouldn't then, even have the boss fight then, though. Well, <laughs> Do the well, Indiana cool. Jones thing. Yes. It's, it's cool, so you have to. I, I really uh, like that that scene in Indiana Jones, by the way, is just because Harrison Ford was sick that day. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not going to do it. How about I just fucking shoot him? That's what Indy would do. He'd just fucking shoot him. Yeah, I thought that was they were running out of daylight, but... No, he was... He, wow. he had stomach yeah, virus. he was sick. Oh. He was puking up a storm, apparently. He's Jesus. just like, here's what Indy would do. He'd fucking shoot that guy from over here. <laughs> it's funny how all the crews on, like, all of Lucas's and Spielberg's projects that shot out of the U.S. were, like, constantly sick. Oh yeah. And Spielberg was like, I'm I won't be sick because I'm gonna only eat these spaghettios I had shipped in. <laughs> That's really fitting. Luca George Lucas is a very spaghettios core guy, I feel. I, I feel like that man, absolutely. Uh <laughs> the other two gangs are the Brotherhood, who are like monster trucks and weightlifting and heavy metal and tattoos, and their uh, their boss is the eight foot tall guy that's voiced by Worf. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then the last guys are the drug dealers who are like, uh, they're like Jamaican, like very what? probably you wouldn't do this again in twenty twenty three, like voodoo themed. Okay. And mm. then and then the, and then the second in command literally has voodoo powers. <laughs> He has like fucking telekinesis he uses on you that isn't addressed in any any cutscene. Does he look like that Bond villain with voodoo powers? I I don't know how that guy looks. Okay. Yeah, I've barely seen any Bond films older than me. Wait, I haven't seen any Bond films older than me. Not one. Oh wow. It is funny because you shoot you you beat him in the cutscene and he falls. You beat him in you beat him in the fight and then there's a cutscene where he falls down and you start to leave and he gets back up and you turn around and shoot him a bunch of times. You start to leave. He gets back up. You shoot him a bunch of times. And he falls down. You turn to leave. He gets back up. Your main character says, will you fucking die already? And then shoots him a bunch more times and then decapitates him. He's, he's like, fine. This is the only way this is going to fucking end. So with this game, do you like, does the story take you through fighting each of these gangs? Or is it like, uh, yes, just... you have three. You have three story paths you have to do to get to the last one. You have to do but all three. But they're not ordered, right? No, they're not ordered. They it kind of seems like they intend you to do uh, Sons of Somdi, which is the voodoo themed one, then the Brotherhood, then the Ronin. Just because the Ronin are the ones working with the company that's the main antagonist. Makes sense. Robocop theme. Okay. But you can do them in any order. Okay. Uh, and then I did one of the two DLC packs after I beat the game. I'm really starting to think there's something to this all seventh gen DLC was bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it felt like uh by and large, seventh gen DLC was a fucking scam. Like that Duke Duke Forever DLC was an absolute fucking scam, and we've gone through many other DLCs that just have so much filler and unnecessary shit. Yeah. So so, so I go to the DLC mission and I start it, and you're immediately talking to a character you've never seen before, who who I guess called you off screen and set up a meeting. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, you're a bad actor 
and your face is weird, what celebrity are you supposed to be? (laughs) (laughs) And it was a porn star. Okay. Because that was the very popular thing for your edgy game to do back then. Right. Yeah, of course. So you do three missions where you try to help her expose the evil company's misdeeds and they named and they they like make a bunch of references to red faction okay oh yeah because they're like because because they send a mine a mining vehicle after you that's covered in fucking rocket turrets and you're like where the fuck are they planning on mining and she goes you wouldn't believe it if i told you because they're because the company's mining on mars in Mm -hmm. red faction so here's the th- here's the three. Your seven dollars gets you three missions. <laughs> Fucking three, three. Okay. Uh, one one is a really standard drive to place, kill guys. Drive to next place, kill guys. Mission. Mm-hmm. The second one is entirely a turret sequence. <laughs> and then the third one is fight waves of guys and then fight six helicopters they come in li- like doing the fucking v formation there is no new weapons there's no new gameplay elements there's not even any new enemies they're all stuff from the base game which i'm which i have learned that the reason that a lot of seventh gen dlc is shitty is because of microsoft why is that because they were like they were like no dlc can be more than 250 megs wow I, re- I realized they had that limitation on the uh, Xbox Live Arcade. I didn't realize the DLC also. That makes sense, though. Uh, uh, in Christ. fact, that's one of the reasons why the um, Mass Effect 3 extended ending shit was so pathetic, because they had to, like, cut all of it to fit it into Microsoft's box. Man. What, uh, what an innovator in the industry, making things better always. Uh-huh. Definitely no horrible mistakes to ruin the industry there. When uh, Chris raided us while we were playing through one of the many Duke-filled games, <laughs> uh, we, we started talking about DLC and 7th Gen games and uh, figuring out what were the good ones, right? What were the greats? Um, and I figured the Bethesda RPGs were probably All safe. of those, all of, there, there's, there is bad ones in the Bethesda RPGs, like horse armor, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. There was a really bad one at the start of Fallout 3 that's just like a linear combat slog that hasn't... That, the only thing it's good for is it lets you get an overpowered thing really early. Okay. buy that DLC. That's but anything. The other, the other three DLC... The other four DLCs for Fallout 3 were good. They were all good. Yeah. I, I heard bad stuff about some of the Skyrim DLC. Like, okay. I, I remember people being have, upset over uh, one or two of those. Okay. I have never done the Skyrim DLCs, weirdly enough. Uh, I, I just knew Shivering Isles was well received and mm-hmm. some Fallout stuff was well received. Um, but for me, you know, best DLCs, obviously, it's like like Burnout Paradise had amazing post-launch support mm-hmm. with some really good DLC stuff on that. And Rock Band is a game only possible with DLC, basically, because that transformed the proposition of the game. Right. right? It's no longer you get these 40, 50 songs. Right, yeah. No. It's a platform. Um, uh, and uh, the rest of my DLC experience that gen is Blaze Blue being like six dollars, six dollars one character, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I probably can't play them. Yeah, uh, Dark Souls had good DLC. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, I meant I to go look at really my shelf of PS3 just, games. Yeah, I think it really is just like RPGs. 
Yeah, if if you're listening to this or you're watching on YouTube later, uh, seriously fill up a comment section with what you think was really great DLC for 7th Gen because it feels like so rare. Yeah. So rare. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking one, the, the highlight for me was Metal Gear Rising Revengeance and it was only one of those DLCs and only parts of it were good. So it was very limited. <laughs> you know, like asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Yeah, Saints, Saints Row 2 is good. Uh, I sure wish there was a version of that game that ran at 60. Even the PC version doesn't. Weird. Uh, I also never played the DLC before because that's also not on the PSV version. They abandoned support of the PC version fast. Wow, that's weird. Um, I think it's still the best version of the game to play if you install the Gentleman of the Row fan, like, community <laughs> patch. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah. And there is supposedly some project for like cleaning it up and making it better official. I know one of the people involved with that passed on, mm. but it's still being worked on allegedly, I think, but I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that since, since like they announced it was happening. Did you play anything else? Nope. Hey, Agra, what you been playing? Uh, I too played a demo last night. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, the Octopath Traveler 2 demo uh, came out on real consoles. Yeah, yeah I, I was really excited to try that and did not have time. I was happy it launched on the everything. Yeah. How was it? Uh, I mean, it was it was Octopath, so it was it was great. Um, <laughs> like, you know, the point of a demo is usually to tell you whether or not the game is going to feel nice or be good, but it, it's Octopath. Octopath 1's problems didn't really reveal themselves till <laughs> long term. <laughs> yeah. I played the first half of that game in an ecstatic state. Um, so this is, I mean, it's still Octopath. that uh, they, they added a little bit to the combat so far, where now you're, you're building up a meter, and when your meter's full, you do a special thing. Um, I, I picked the Scholar because that's just how I live my life. Um, and his special thing, cause you know, all of your magic is always AOE. Uh, when you fill the meter, you'll be able to activate the thing and he'll focus fire a spell onto a single enemy. So if you have them broken and you can boost three times, you can dump ridiculous damage onto a single boss. It's fucking great. Yeah. I'm so glad it's launching on everything. Yeah. Yeah. They, the one thing I was interested in, they uh, talked about having a day-night cycle where your character action changes depending on what time of day it is. Mm -hmm. and they said, and you can do a thing to change the time of day. I'm like, oh, I wonder how that system is going to work. That system is R2. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You hit the button and it switches from day to night. Uh, stronger enemies come out at night. So like, if you want to grind, just make sure it's night. If it goes to day, hit R2. It's night again, baby. Nice. Okay, so auto switches, and you can manually do it with R2. Yeah, time of day travels. Uh -huh. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Otherwise, you're spending the entire game in eternal sunlight. <laughs> that would be weird. They, they added uh, moving around in the water to this game. You've seen it in the trailers. I don't know why everyone gets their own little canoe when you move into the water. Instead <laughs> of just putting, like, four characters in, in a longboat, but 
yeah, everybody gets their own little boat. Whatever, man. You live in a society where a single household might have four cars. <laughs> <laughs> when I went to start up the demo, you know, it's like, pick which character you want to do. Because, you know, it's a prologue demo. It's just the start of the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'd like the scholar, please. He's like, well, he's in prison. So you're going to have to play to the end of chapter two if you pick him. <laughs> oh, Okay. So I didn't get to meet up with any other character. <laughs> Pick anyone you want. Uh, this guy, you're in prison now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> At least it told you up front. <laughs> yeah. It's, I immediately started clicking around to other characters. I'm like, is this is this a thing? Is it like... like uh, no, no, they it's just different. the character I want to play. They right. all have different numbers. This one's chapter five. <laughs> After how incredibly comfortingly wrote all of the character, like classes and characters were in Octopath 1, you know, like super on purpose, I am interested to see all these weird remixes of, of those tropes from that game. And I cannot wait to see which one is written in hilarious high school play Elizabethan because that shit was the best and everybody who complained about it from the first game hates fun. Uh, do we know when Octopath 2 is coming out? Isn't it the next year? months. Okay, I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fucking striking distance. Yeah, you, you, correct me if I'm wrong, all the demo progress transfers to the game, right, Agro? Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. prologue demo, so it all goes, it's the same thing as one, it all transfers directly over. Okay. Like so, you, what did you? They, they open it up and like you've got three hours. Go. What did you? Oh, play that's on? how they limit you. Well, they they also don't let you go into certain areas in the overworld. But mm. yeah, I, um, I played it on PS5. Okay. All right. I assume that's also the platform you'll pick it up on if you pick it up. Yeah. Okay. You want to play a game that's fifty percent overdone particle effects? Well, I wonder what platform you want to play it on. <laughs> yeah, that that will also. I am excited that these. HD 2D things are now being on things that can run them. Yeah. Please, please, please this summer when the one year, whatever one year thing is up, put Live Live on other platforms. That would be nice. Thank you. That would be pretty cool. Uh, I, I don't even care that PC. much about loading. I don't even care that much about performance in that case, loading, because Bob right. talked about how much it loads. Mm-hmm. Look, I want to play this game on my PC so it renders it an immaculate high fidelity, but eats shit at the random moments. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got a 4090. <laughs> uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say about Octopath 2? Uh, not so much, really. Like I said, it's it's more of Octopath 1 so far. We'll just see how everything shakes out in the long run. Yeah, where you didn't even get to meet other characters. You don't get to see if that, they interact right. <laughs> Also, I should clarify because I said it, and and then I was like, "Oh wait, that's not technically true. It is not on Xbox. Is it not? It's on everything else. Oh wow, the last one was on Xbox, Xbox, right? Yeah, yeah. This was one of the games they did the swap on. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to look it up just to be absolutely positive. Seems like a victim of one of those Xbox. We're going to try, and then we won't. Yeah, Switch, PS5, PS4, Windows. Wow, that's hilarious. Yeah. At least it's not like a continued story. So you, right. I, I guess there's that angle to it at mm-hmm. least. Yeah. I got I got f- 15 other Final Fantasies to play through before 16 comes out. Oh god. Right. <laughs> yeah, one of those situations. 
Uh, did you play anything else, Agro? Uh, unlike Chris, I, I did get to play a bunch more uh, Fire Emblem Engage. Ooh. Because that's, that's what I do when I'm sitting around waiting for a big thing to start. Is I just have my Switch in front of me here. Just like you, chat. He's just like you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I finally figured out where this game put everything. Because its systems designer is a madman. Like, I want to assign skills. Where do I go? Open your inventory. Yeah, it's a little uh, weird. Hey, I, I, un I unlocked some bond conversations. Uh, do, do I go up to the character in the Somniel to activate those? Only some of them. The rest of them are in your reference menu on the world map. Why? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it a couple like archive or something to that effect? <laughs> <laughs> That's weird because I think in Three Houses there was just like a Bond menu and the like you pull up the menu in your base and you can go there and make the scenes happen. But maybe I'm remembering wrong. I think you can pull it up in the base as well, but it's just it's <sighs> this is an old series with a lot of traditions and some of them are fucking weird, having never come up against it before. Um, one thing I like that came back from Three Houses, the amiibo gazebo. Yes. <laughs> That felt like getting shot. Yeah. I have forgotten about the amiibo gazebo. But I think I've I finally figured out all the stuff, what all the stats do, how to get skills, what to do with them, what all the rooms are for. I think I'm finally playing this game. Whoa. Nice. How many hours in? Oh, I don't know. I'm in the middle of like chapter seven or eight. <laughs> That's good to hear, Agra. Did you uh, have anything else? Uh, no, I think that'll do it. Okay, well that means we need to talk about the Podlords. Cool. Oh, fuck. Podlords, baby. Podlords. Podlords. Yes, that's right. The Podlords. Podlords such as E. Lee Broyles, Corey Brown. Once again, I am showing you this pixel ass. You're, you're doing God's work. Jesus. <laughs> Enlighten. <laughs> Red Blaze 27. We have Mori Calliope at home. No, I think actually Mori Calliope is whoever this character is at home. I think you have it backwards, actually. <laughs> BN12. Shiba Yagato. Rado. One or one shades of waiting for the rest of those Kickstarter backer rewards. WTF Spider-Man. Mr. I like spam. Me. Putting on my clown makeup as I buy Nintendo Switch <laughs> Online Expansion Pack to get Fire Emblem 7 and Golden Sign. <laughs> Please, I nobody have cope like we all have to buy it and download Golden Sun so they know we have to make sure they know that that isn't real. Whatever <laughs> thing you create in your mind that has that as the answer is not real. Holding, Do not listen to the devil. I'm holding down an A and the Pokeball works better. <laughs> DFW 3K. Man, Rare sure had some ideas for DK64. That is not from DK64. That is Silly Dillo. 
Well, actually, uh, actually, it's Silly Dillo pasted onto the first boss from DK. Look, that, I, I know that's true, but still, the important part is they have yet again brought Silly Dillo to my front door. You are blessed in this moment. No! <laughs> Okay, show him in the dip. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dip this motherfucker in a fucking barrel of the dip. Level five decided they want to live. <laughs> they sure fucking did. Kristen, Kyle Bjork, Adam, when he says last week's image, this week's image was from Bulgarian Treasure Planet. It's great. Don't watch us over. Iron Agro. Blig de blue, schlig de poo. Monster Hunter Ryzen and Raiden. Please play Minish Cap. Do it for the Picori. Cooper Tank. Damn, Daniel, that weekend was pretty funny. It inspired my next plan. <laughs> oh, oh god, the two torn, the two tone tank top is fucking immaculate. Oh, I like that. Which Takuro brother is this? And he, and he, he, it's a vape instead of a cigar. That is brilliant. Okay. Those like emoji glasses. It's so bad. I need somebody needs to fuse like the grab bag Duke Nukem theme with the dun 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 dun. dun, yes. dun. Oh my god. I drank Mountain Dilk for a month. And turned into a chop goblin. Send help! There is no help. This result seems obvious. <laughs> Indigo Sykes has finally been Iruma pilled thanks to Chris Wolfhard. Good. Total global saturation. You proud of yourself, Chris? <laughs> yes, actually, quite. <laughs> Drive typecast. Stray was robbed! Bestrayal, straightry, <laughs> distrayalty, streamergate! <laughs> Apple Gothic is kindly asking for a Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 remake in the Frontiers engine. I'm asking for those in the Unreal Engine. I'm asking for those in the fucking Sparks literal engine. <laughs> My son? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. That ain't your son. That's Silly Dillo. <laughs> I come for the Forgotten Land and I say kill them all. <sighs> These raccoons have no knowledge of Hyper Demon, nor do any other raccoons they know. Okay, good. There's no silly Dillo in this image. I need to double check. <laughs> Bob's now yeah, on I was silly Dillo. I learned. <laughs> Everyone's on edge except for Agro, who's like, this is nice, actually. <laughs> A bunch of raccoons that have played Hyper Demon. Now, this image is a GIF, and I showed some of it last week. But th th these are Gary Busey heads pasted on something. I have no idea what running around like crackheads. All right. Okay. Well, technically, I'm pothead. The role over a decade in the making. Ooh. Huh. That's Matt Mercer. It's Matt Mercer. Oh, God. <laughs> like, but Ugh. 
Mmm. I don't like it. <laughs> Saraline. Timothy Fister needs everyone to check this rat's fit. Yo. Nice boots. Are his feet okay? I don't want to know anything else about his feet. I'm worried they might be humanoid, right? Maybe he's just augmented robot feet that look like that. <laughs> no, I'm just imagining this rat sounds like t fucking Adam Jensen. <laughs> You're not my wife. <laughs> you just look like her. <laughs> Bearded Joe. Pleochrome. Krunglespum. Lord Richter has finally streamed No More Heroes 3 and successfully pseudopilled three of my friends. Nice. Yay. Fantastic. Congratulations. Hee hee hee. Video game go. That was when we crashed. Oh, I was Eat like Led. trying to figure out what it was. And yeah. I was like, Hitman? Because <laughs> <laughs> level one, you just dress as Hitman. <laughs> I want to live! <laughs> Level 5, Nintendo Direct 2023. Yep. Apologies, last week was a bit aggressive, but it would be nice to get. <laughs> <laughs> she asking for a butter bar? Yeah. <laughs> yes! And Iconic Bane. Thank you very much to our pod lords. Oh, man. Thank you, pod lords. Thank you, pod lords. Thank you, pod lords! Especially thank you, silly Dillo pod lords. No! Not, <laughs> I mean, thank you, but not equal to everyone else, not more. <laughs> uh, and if you'd like to become a pod lord, to send us silly Dillo images, I guess, no! to our Patreon yeah. at patreon.com slash gbpodcast for as little as five dollars a month you get access to many benefits such as early access to chugging bleach and pokemon go to the movies our two monthly anime review podcasts wherein we, wherein we review five or more episodes of bleach or a pokemon movie and both of those shows will be continuing until we're all dead <laughs> uh, you also get extended cuts and cut content from other shows we do when those shows indeed have cut content you know for us to give you uh you also get a patron exclusive show one a month where you get to vote on what good or bad thing we have to watch and then talk about uh and if it's a bad thing you get a commentary track and by my count there is somewhere in the ballpark of seven hundred thousand of those uh rough counting waiting for you on the patreon and you also get a movie isolation 119 you get a movie that we have exclusive distribution rights to it's an amazing film uh, about a man going to thailand to solve his brother's Injury. Hmm. In because he's not dead and it wasn't a crime, so solved his injury and also get a tax write-off. Uh, that's Patreon.com/slash/TVPodcast. <laughs> and if you don't have any money, it always helps us incredibly to rate us on Thursdays before Twitch removes that feature. Tell your friends, <laughs> like this video on YouTube right now. Right now. Uh, rate us on your podcast app of choice right now. Right now. Uh, you know, just 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 tell people because the internet's infinite legions. That's patreon.com slash GB podcast. Thank you very much to all of our viewers and our patrons. I hear we got news. 
We're going to the news. We're getting the clown news out of the way immediately. As I do a taste test on the Beast Unleashed Hard 6.0% Mean Green uh, Monster Alcoholic Drink. <laughs> sure, that's going to go great. Yeah, it's going to go great. Here we go. I'm just going to take a sip and we're going to we're going to read the clown news that I wrote in here. Um, the EVP of Corporate Affairs and CCO of Activision Blizzard, Lulu Messervy. Hope I didn't ruin that. Made an insane chain of tweets adding the FTC saying the last of us on HBO is such a good show. Have you seen this FTC? Because if you had, you would realize that that actually proves that Sony's too strong. They made a good show. And I'm like, okay, first, first, you're, you're a company trying to get acquired by active, uh, by Microsoft. They have a show. <laughs> by tweeting this, you have just thrown that entire thing under the bus. Mm-hmm. You guys remember the Halo show? I try not to. No, actually, I don't. In fact, I, 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 other th after the Cortana gets cucked scene got talked about a bunch, nobody ever said a single thing about it after that. <laughs> well, All I know is Cortana gets cucked, and the first season of the Halo show does not even reach the fall of Reach, meaning it does not... The, the Halo 1 show does not reach the prequel of Halo 1. Yes. Yep. Yes. Who could have foreseen that coming in the current climate of terrible streaming shows? Uh, put, put the Surf Dracula tweet into the Library of Congress. <laughs> yeah, at this <laughs> yes. point, you need to. Ugh. Uh, yeah, that's um absolutely insane, these tweets. Uh, I, I don't think any direct verbatim quotes necessary because that's what all of the tweets are about. Mm -hmm. Literally posting an image of a screen cap of someone else talking about how good The Last of Us is. Really, really insane move. Luckily, nothing else was insane of that same ilk let's, this let's, week, let's get, right? Let's get this out of the fucking way. Um, <laughs> so on Tuesday, Bobby Kotick went on to uh, UK TV and then went on this incredibly bizarre rant that it seems like that the tech industry's new strategy to try and ward off the government breaking their knees is to just go but China over and over and over and over. And that is what Bobby Kotick did. Did He basically said, Sony, uh, which by the way, like, I guess Sony's technically a Japanese company, but so much of the leadership now is European. This feels really fucking stupid. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. But he's like, Sony and Nintendo are these super powerful Japanese companies, and, ten and companies like Tencent are protected by the Chinese government so the only way for americans to com american and europeans to compete is to for merge into super companies and he literally says see the see he god he says real competition is between american and europe and asia because activision doesn't succeed in japan and to which i say Maybe, maybe Activision, if your biggest franchise wasn't entirely written by the U.S. State Department, <laughs> um, you would have more success in places that were outside of the Anglosphere. Maybe a little bit. Maybe people out other than America, Canada, England, and Australia would want to buy your game. You know, the four countries that are immune to the machinations of the State Department. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and the UK, uh, he also said that uh, UK, if you try to do anything to block us, you'll never be the Silicon Valley of Europe. You'll, you'll be a Death Valley, actually, to which uh, the UK Competition and Markets Authority said, this seems like this seems like it'll fuck things up and that you're trying to do evil shit. We don't think you should do this. Maybe we'll say it's okay if you sell Call of Duty to a third party. Uh, and we've now entered the okay guy who's been talking about how big his dick is this entire time I've known you. Pull out your cock. <laughs> because they keep saying it's not about Call of Duty. It's not about Call of Duty. It's not about Call of Duty. Uh-huh. Call of Duty could stay on everything. And I'm like, well, show. <laughs> Like, you mean that? They love rolling out, well, we'll do it for 10 years. And it's like, that's not what we said. We said we want you to just chuck it out of there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There's no way they're doing that. No. There's no way they are separating from a company that sells the second and third best-selling games of the year and one of the... One of the best performing free-to-play games on the planet. Mm-hmm. There's a zero percent chance of that. Yeah, there's zero percent chance. There's also a zero percent chance of this fucking oh yeah acquisition going through at this point. Uh, also, it is um, pretty obvious. Th- th- this felt like an incredibly bizarre thing to come out and say. It, it feels like a unbelievably weird, desperate move where they're like, even if the deal falls through, we're not going to get rid of Bobby Kodak or not. It won't. It won't matter. So you might as well let us do this. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah they came out and said that like we're gonna stand by bobby kodak even if the deal falls and i'm like no you're not you're gonna shoot him into space why are you lying what i've never seen someone <laughs> like the whole thing is the, the it's it's fucking when you lie about so much from so many angles, it becomes hard to track. Like we need to circle around to the top here where he's shouting, but China, yeah. like who, <laughs> who on this earth thinks if we just let Bobby Kotick do whatever he wants, <laughs> he's going to defend American interests from China oh, or, or even agro- better Phil Spencer. Ag- uh, well, there is roughly 500,000 people who think that I'm pretty sure that's about how many subscribers Twitter blue has. Um, <laughs> just random points of data here. Random uh, points of data. So there are there are some people you can tell them really easily, especially if you uh, install that Chrome add-on that turns all Twitter blue check marks into the clown emoji. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you can tell them really easily because when they move along, they sound like the vulture from Looney Tunes. They're just going do Oh, uh, yeah, that uh, that because, you know, somebody over in England was like, you know, the UK needs to become the Silicon Valley of Europe and uh, and greatness and and technology and innovation. The the, the part where Kotex just like, you're not going to be a Silicon Valley. You're going to be a death valley. He He really thinks he's the main character of reality in his head, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. This is his WWE call out. He's going to wrestle the UK. (laughs) Yes. Next week. Either that or turns Matt Hazard, unclear. <laughs> it's Hazard time, he says, abusing another employee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this is, I, I don't want to be hyperbolic, but we we are literally at that point where governments, and by government, I'm, I'm now going to refer to unified bodies that have a monopoly on violence and own their own militaries <laughs> need to d- start deciding whether or not in our cyberpunk dystopia they are in charge 
or computer companies are in charge. Right. Because we're going to uh, go well, one way or the other, and they've got a fucking pick. It honestly well, it seems, seems like, like we're rolling it back. It actually does seem like the Republicans and the Democrats have largely gotten together and saying, no, we're in charge. We're going to break the knees of all these companies. Do you think maybe at some level this happened not exclusively because of years and years of just losing all of our privacy and uh, violations of privacy in other ways, um, but because of the part where none of these mega cores that made an insane amount of money because the government gave them carte blanche to do whatever um, paid taxes? Do you think maybe that might have no, had something that, that to do? I mean, I mean, that's probably why the Democrats are doing it. The Republicans are doing it because their tweets don't get enough likes. <laughs> like if you read if you read any any conservative commentator or or republican politicians statements on tech companies it always boils down to they're somehow censoring us yeah yeah the prosecution they, they, rests they they could no longer and they couldn't just have a opinion that is not popular no and not in the interaction no they're being censored no on their very curated platform they're very popular mm. so on this open platform where they're not that's something's afoot <laughs> uh only other news i had uh <laughs> ai generated seinfeld uh says it it is banned from twitch Correct. uh it it seemed inevitable it was inevitable they announce uh this ai generated seinfeld thing it's just gonna keep doing stand-up uh and ais are driving the thing at all times mm -hmm. anytime the ai doesn't work uh, you just see nothing on screen. It seemed inevitable that it was just going to say some shit that would get it into some trouble. The funniest part was the reason it happened was they had a connection at this level of, I believe, chat GPT or whatever service they use, uh, AI generation tools. And that starts failing. And so for multiple scenes in a row, nothing happens. It's a camera pointing at an empty room where no one says anything. Because the connection just dropped out entirely. So what happens is they move down to the lower, more regressed uh, version of this software. I forget the exact term. It might have been Mona Lisa or whatever. Right. Doesn't matter. Um, where apparently the content moderation tools don't work right. So within like an hour or something, maybe even less time than that, uh, Larry Feinberg the character of nothing forever that is nothing like Jerry Seinfeld goes to do his stand-up bit where he uh, says that uh, being trans is a mental illness and uh, in, in no time flat, they're banned from Twitch. It, it was very funny how he gets up there and is like, nobody's laughing, so I'm going to do a new bit about trans people. Shut down. Yes, <laughs> it was perfect. It only goes further to make me believe the entire thing was performance art. Like, this isn't real. <laughs> this is fully scripted because going out on top like that of the uh, all, all stand-up comics from the 90s lead to this one place. <laughs> like, this it fucking goes one way. Yeah, yeah. No, it just, it's, too, it's too beautiful and awful at the same time. It seems incredibly coincidental. Uh, Agro, we need to move on news-wise. I hear you have some news. Uh, yeah, uh, according to a report by Bloomberg, uh, citing several industry insiders that have gone anonymous on this story at this point, uh, -huh. uh silly Dillo rules and you can all suck it. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> 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 
Chris is brave to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he isn't. I think everyone should be shouting at every second of the day. <laughs> All I'm saying is, if I were, I don't know, uncomfortably close to aggro in some sort of classroom setting and had steel toe boots, I know what I would be doing right about now. <laughs> Breaking one of your toes? Yes, um, but <laughs> some things are worth it. Uh, hey, Chris, let's move on to your news. Okay. Some Dragon Age Dreadwolf pre-alpha footage leaked. Um, it looked real bad. <laughs> Uh, they're yes. switching. They're switch. They're going for some for action combat. They said inspired by God of War 2018. Um, that didn't really show in the footage. Uh, in the footage, like a real some really like a a really shitty looking knight stumbles around a test area and does a fucking double legged wrestling drop kick on an enemy, which seems to be one of the abilities. And they also show the menu a little bit, and it's one of those shitty, you control a cursor with your stick, we didn't make a real real menu. Yeah, that's a destiny menu, yeah. So that's the uh, RPG menu now. They, maybe in shitty games. Um, yeah. They said this year is, quote, unlikely, which is a real bad fucking sign. They should have said no. Yeah. The, the fact they're even entertaining the idea it could be out this year means it's probably not going to get enough time to cook. Because th this this is one of those times where I actually believe it's pre-alpha and not just them lying. Because that's the thing mm -hmm. a lot of companies do is be like, here's our pre-alpha footage of a finished game. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they were doing for the past five years. If the game is only this far along, but um, Sure. I sure. I thought this footage looked hilarious and sick. <laughs> I, I mean, could not it, imagine something more dissimilar from Dragon Age. If I don't think any of the Dragon Age games have good combat. If this if it comes out and it's it's good, good. If it comes out and the combat's bad, it'll be fun to stream. I watched the fucking clip and I'm just like, that's fucking insane. <laughs> What do you mean this it, is Dragon Age? Dan, it's, it's what in the hell God of War 2018? <laughs> I, like, the drop... <laughs> it, it, no, but. I don't know where the dropkick animation came from, but I feel like I had seen it before. Like, it's just such a, like, we're snapping hard to the character and, like, launching an enemy with a dropkick. I, I saw footage, but I think I only saw a smaller part where they didn't do this dropkick, so I just saw some sword swings that looked really bad. <laughs> Yeah, they, they sure looked pretty bad. <laughs> this, this is not... This wasn't in my bingo card. <laughs> I love when shit's not in my bingo card because nowhere in my bingo card do I go, they want to make it an action game, like really, really action-y. It just ends up somewhere around broken-ass God of War. I knew that was going to be the direction they eventually went in. Yeah, because everything's going on. Because nobody way. wants that fucking tur that fucking tur uh, real time with pause shit anymore. I, I think you were Especially saying not on a back, console. Weren't you saying that they, they would just mimic Dark Souls? Wasn't that your guess? Yeah, that was my guess. But luckily, Looking something came along now, huh? to be slightly different. <laughs> uh, next piece of news: a uh, Crossfire X, the uh, single player campaign for the Chinese game. I think it's Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, 
multiplayer game Crossfire, which was in this campaign was made by Remedy, I think, is who yes. made it. Yes, they were contacted. Uh, Microsoft like commissioned it. Uh, it's gone now. It's being shut down. It's gone. It came out like a year ago. It's gone now, forever. Yeah, multiplayer in that single player thing was gone. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, let's, let's talk I, about I something terrible, but still, uh, I played it. It was terrible. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Earthworm Jim 4 has been canceled. Duh. It was associated with Tommy Tallarico. That'll do it. That game that never existed was canceled. Oh my God. I think the astonishing here to me is they announced it's canceled. This feels like one of the projects they just never talk about again. And everyone just knows it's canceled. Cause I think everyone wanted out. Yeah, maybe yeah, they just maybe don't want, now. They don't want these people now, to come after them for fucking Earthworm Jim. They're like, no, or, no, just I'm, or, I'm out. Or announcing it was canceled means that maybe somebody will come in and offer to publish the rest of it. <laughs> mm. Which they shouldn't. For the record, I, th- I mm. think Earthworm Jim 1 and 2 are neat, but a lot of their neatness is these crazy animations on 16-bit consoles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then Earthworm Jim 3D on the N64 is one of the worst games ever made. That's what I hear. <laughs> and Luckily, I think there's I'm a safe. Game Boy Advance. I, I think there's a Game Boy Color game called Menace Two Letter, like Number Two, The Galaxy, which is also I think very bad. But I've never played. I just never hear anybody talk about it. Yeah, it's a Game Boy Color game, all right. <laughs> uh, this isn't gaming news, but it, it continues the um. Are cataloging the fall of streaming services. Disney Plus has lost 2.5 million subscribers. So they already hit their peak, which was 30 million fewer than they needed for this for it to be profitable. The question is now: um, how long before Disney Plus does not exist anymore and all their shit is just on Hulu? Because Disney has a stake in Hulu. In, they just let fired 7,000 employees, right? Yes, yeah. yes. The, the, their announcements were, we're making Toy Story 5. I don't know fucking how, but they are. We're making Frozen 3. We're making Zootopia 2. Also, also Disney Plus lost 2.5 million people and million subs and we fired 7,000 people. So they front loaded it with like, we're making sequels to all these things you like. Also, we're on fire. <laughs> wow that's really amazing because they're even coming back for the zootopia people right like toy story obvious frozen really obvious zootopia damn you motherfuckers are desperate you're like what can you get a sequel i think zootopia actually made more money than frozen no that's literally impossible frozen had too much merch yeah, the merch maybe, lasted forever. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I got people talking about Avengers beating Frozen with. Yeah, I dude, there's no way Zootopia did better than Frozen. Frozen had merch for at least nine years. It just wouldn't like it barely stopped before Frozen Two came out. Right. It just was the forever. Okay, Zootopia made Zootopia made comparable money though. It made over a billion dollars. So that was a big move. That was a big one for him. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, I'm not trying to say nobody watched Zootopia and they're desperate because of that. It just those first two really fucking obvious, right? Mm-hmm. To just be like, yeah, they've been cranking out more Toy Stories way too long, like forever. Yeah, that's true. And each time we feel like there's a conclusive ending, there's another Toy Story announced. I, I somebody on Twitter was like, uh, t- "Toy Story Five should be about Andy suddenly deciding he needs to find his toys again and finding them and them going go away." Be an adult. <laughs> That'd be great. 
And finally, uh, Team Fortress 2 is getting a real for real update this year. It's going to have maps and taunts and, right. and all the stuff an uh, update normally has. And they imply there'll be surprises. That's weird. That is weird. The it's Valve, 2020 like, coming back to life, maybe. It would, it would be, <laughs> it would, maybe they'll, like, it would make, with all the fucking free-to-play games, you'd think they'd be like, why don't we just put this shit on consoles? Yeah. We don't, we don't have Microsoft being like, give us $100,000 to add anything to your game anymore. Obviously, they, they couldn't do cross-play because, uh, because there's so much insane custom shit in like PC Team Fortress, but they could they could do a console version. I'm gonna go ahead and have to give a hard not recommended, or at very least the normal mean green flavor of the beast. I'm gonna say we move on to Bob's news. Is that okay, Chris? Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, Nina Williams was announced for Tekken Eight. Sorry about the lack of a content warning. Yeah. <laughs> Star star of uh, Death by Degrees. Is that what that thing's called? Yes. No, it's uh, Dead by Daylight. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost what I said. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is one of those things where it's like, of course she's going to be in there. So this is, wasn't even an announcement I, in my head. Just like, I it's hear, a foregone conclusion. I hear she it does a cool. She has two pistols. Yeah, well, that's pretty that's cool. Me. I that's guess cool. that's all right. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I d I'm trying to imagine the I man who gets hyped for Tekken 8 based on Nina Williams. Agro? Uh, I was always more of an Anna guy myself. Yeah, I see. That's I think that's a lot of people. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 they're I, really I, funny. Where, where's Where's Emily D. Rush for? That's the character I play in tech. They need to announce her, then I'll care. Where's Noctis? So much. <laughs> hey, Bob, what else have we got? Uh, the Wolong demo comes out uh, February 24th. So it's the end of this month. It's uh, going to let you transfer all your data to the full game. The demo is going to be on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. So it should just let you play the beginning of the game and see how it is. So that will be cool. Um, I, I definitely I have my doubts. I get a demo too. It's called "It's Day One Game Pass." Oh, that's that's cool, man. That's true. Oh no! Can we cover this one last since it's like relevant? Yeah, to the... yeah. We can wait till after. Okay, great. Let's let's move on to the yeah. Um, Nippon Ichi announced Monster Menu: The Scavengers Cookbook is going to release on May twenty third. Uh, that is a weird dungeon crawling game where you like survive by killing monsters and cooking them it might be neat i'm kind of excited it looked neat kind of low budget though but it's yeah. 50 yeah it's 50 dollars. and then my last piece of news uh overwatch 2 uh is doing a crossover with one punch man and having an outfit for doom fist where he dresses like saitama like they fucking understand that net that uh Fortnite is beating their ass on these collaborations and they need to get on board. Yep. yep. It only took them forever to figure that out. Uh, March 7th to April 6th, huh? Yep. And he also seems to have victory animations and stuff inspired by the show, so that's cool. Oh, that is cool. Like I, The one they showed was something where it, remaking the punch he does in the intro to the season one. 
Ooh. I doubt there's going to be anything from season two in here, but we'll see. <laughs> okay, Bob, before we talk uh, about the... What's up? What's up, Chris? One more thing with um with Tekken. Mm-hmm. I, I, at, at this thing, at this thing, Harada asked, um, like, who do you want as a guest character in Tekken? And, and, and like the chat, I think started just screaming to the point. I think Harada addressed it, it on Twitter or at some point just started screaming, Baki Hanma, Baki Hanma, Baki Hanma. <laughs> and I think that needs to happen. Yeah, that should happen. That, yeah, I'll that be... makes more sense than any of the crossover characters from the first. Yeah, uh, did, from Tekken Seven. Don't crossover with Final Fantasy. That didn't work. Mm-hmm. At least as long as she's a main I, character, like that. That yeah, was like crossover like, with the bouncer. You yeah yeah you could cross. Well, with them saying that the characters are going to use weapons more, I guess it would be less out of place. Okay. Is this our Tekken Deadly Alliance? Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Tifa, Tifa would be the correct choice, though. Just put in Tifa. Yeah, Tifa, Tifa Saban. Yeah, yeah. Saban would be yeah. really good. Everybody loves Saban. You could have some super he does where there's a ghost train now. Yes. You you uh, could put in Zell and then that stupid fucking jackass would be in the highest possible fidelity. Trying to remember Zell. He's the he's the uh the punch guy in, in Final Fantasy VIII. One of them punches. Oh no. <laughs> Bob's like, one he's moment. blonde and he loves hot dogs and he has a stupid like Mike Tyson tattoo on his face. Oh, that guy. Yeah, you could put him in. I don't think you should. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Hey, Bob, rip off the band aid that is our news week. Uh, we got the Nintendo Direct that happened. Do the worst part first. Oh, the, the part about. Yes. Zelda's price will be $70. That sucks so much. $70 that for the Nintendo Switch game. So much. Yeah. Well, well, the Switch, they they did that. They did their uh financial report where they basically said, Yeah, um, we've kind of sold as many switches as it's possible to sell, so but we still need money. We don't want profits to go down too many times. So now some games have to be $70. They didn't say the $70 part, but that's just the obvious. It's true fair in my opinion. It drives me fucking insane because no other game from them is announced for this. Even Pikmin 4 is fucking 60. Yeah, they said because uh, Game Informer act, asked them about this they were like, we will determine the suggested retail price for any Nintendo product on a case-by-case basis. Oh, is that right? Yeah. It's determination how I ended up paying $40 for a certain port of a PS of a GameCube game yesterday you determined 40 was the correct price yes <laughs> really because we have some historical data where you did not determine 40 was the correct price anyway that sucks i'm sure tears of the kingdom is a good game but it don't look like god of war so i feel bad spending 70 dollars it doesn't look like 70 dollars is a price for immaculate super games that look better than cinema ever will right Oh, that, you did, uh, Dan, that's no game now that Avatar 2 is out. I'm sorry. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> like, games had a really good decade of looking better than movies, but then James Cameron fucking came in like that Black Adam meme where he dive-bombed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about the, the actual positive parts of the Nintendo Direct. Pikmin 4 out July 21st. There is a dog. There's, there's ice Pikmin. You freeze the water and you can cross the water. 
That new perspective is cool. That game looks neat. I will be picking it up. Bob may get roped into a pick month. <laughs> Look out, Pip. Yeah, you can you can do all those games in one stream. They always they feel like a game that should be insanely long, but I always hear this about them being super short. Okay, I, I know one is kind of short. I swear to God, the other ones are longer. I swear to God. I'm looking it up right now. How long to be Pikmin 2? 12 hours. Okay, that's not that long. It's longer than Pikmin 1. Uh, Pikmin 3, 13 hours. Okay, how long was Pikmin 1 again? It says it's 8. It didn't yeah, feel that's, like that's 8. that's bullshit. That's bullshit. I think that is <laughs> bullshit because growing up, I feel like that was not eight hours. Eight hours to me as a kid was a long time. Right. So, so now I'm now I now I don't believe any of those. <laughs> that is correct. You know what the worst part of Pick Month would actually be, Dan? Playing what? that fucking 3DS game. I, I was gonna say that too. <laughs> There's great knowledge to be gained there. Uh huh. Great knowledge. Is there? Awesome. I think I don't I think I don't think you're gonna feel that way when you come out the other side. Since we're doing that, we have to play a Chibi Robo 3DS game too, right? No, that's that's the that's the stretch goal. The stretch goal is a Chibi Robo month and 17 question marks in a row. It's like it's three games. What are, what were they thinking? <laughs> Actually, is it three or is it only two? I don't even know. Anymore. I think it's three if you count the 3DS platformer, but it might just be two if you include that. Anyway. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 new expansion volume 3 dated for the 15th which is 6 days from now new hero and roguelike battle mode volume 4 was teased uh, Chad Rex is real <laughs> it is yeah. it's yes. so fu uh, I see at first I didn't know if that was supposed to be Rex because yeah. in, in Xenoblade 3 they have the statues of the first Ouroboros and one of them is just fucking Shulk for some reason they mm -hmm. never go into that at all so nope. I was like is this the past and then somebody's like no, that's Rex because he's dual wielding Pyrrha and Mithra. Yeah, I, I was staring at him that whole time and I'm like, I feel like this is probably Rex, but I don't actually know because I didn't play that game. And then the art style is different now. And yeah, and one of them is just obviously Xenogears guy. It's it's like, <laughs> what? It, see, I, I, I feel like that's supposed to be older Noah. It could be, but Noah's already Xenogears guy adjacent. <laughs> He is, yeah. So yeah, I, see, I, I, aging um, him up like that just made him look even more. Uh, see, I see the way I always read No is like he's supposed to be uh, Fei Wong. Is that his fucking name? I believe so. Chat is writing that. Uh, uh, uh Fei Fei and Ellie's, I think, is the girl's name in that the the character that's obviously fucking Asuka to the point that she has a profile. She has like a sprite that looks exactly like Asuka sneering. Um, like their kid. Hmm. Like, because he has elements of both of their designs in his. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I see it. Equally exciting news. Samba de Amigo Party Central coming summer 2023. It, so, it looked weirdly soulless, I think is what Chris was saying, and I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Samba de Amigo is not something you should, like, update for modern sensibilities. No. <laughs> it should just look like an aughts game. It should still look like a Dreamcast era game. It should be way more yellow. <laughs> Not enough yellow in this game. Seven out of ten. <laughs> uh, fashion Dreamer is coming in 2023. Uh, you're a fashion influencer. And I'd, I'd like to say that uh, I'm, I'm apparently really good at telling when one thing is something else. Because this is made by Sin Sophia, the same people who, who made uh, Style Savvy. 
Okay. So when I was like, is this style savvy? The answer is yes. It's a different name for some reason, though. I was really sure this is what Infinity Nikki turned out to be. <laughs> <laughs> that game hasn't come out yet, so who knows? <laughs> this is this is the ARG. <laughs> uh, Dead Cells Castlevania DLC coming March 6th. Uh, 51 Castlevania songs, 12 original covers. Will they trick me into playing Dead Souls? Find out later. This, or find out next month. Did I say Dead Souls? Kind of. It was weird. It was like an in-between. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a Tron visual novel called Tron Identity. It's coming out April. I didn't know I wanted that, but seeing that, it looked really cool. And I'm like, I kind of want this. <laughs> oh, the fuck? Ghost Trick Returns. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, man, what? This was never on my bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost Trick Phantom Detective out this summer. Coming to PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. Deca Police looks hype as shit. Level 5's new game. This does look, this looks incredibly high rent. I didn't think they still had it in them to make a game this high rent. I know. Thank right? God it's also coming to PlayStation, so it won't run bad. Mm hmm. Yeah, it looks freaking sweet. I'm so excited for this game. I did, I expect Level 5 to come back and they would show me a thing and I could be like, that looks like a good level five thing, but is this going to turn out well? Let's find out. Meanwhile, they show me this, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm excited for that. Based on it, mm -hmm. and you might be back, right? Like, Let's I, fucking go. I assumed if they were coming back, it was going to be the cheapest <laughs> franchises. Like, we'll make a Layton. We'll do other things that are low budget. Yeah. Not, this looks like a full, like, forced level five game. Yeah. Uh, next, they showed something that only Bob can perceive. <laughs> Bayonet Origins was shown. I used my uh, the voucher deal to get that in Zelda because I was not about to pay full price for either of those. <laughs> uh, Splatoon 3 expansion uh, shown off. Wave 1 has Inkopolis and it launches in spring. Wave 2 released with Side Order. Which, you know, yeah. Chaos and Order, the original poll for right. Splatoon 3. It looks like a completely desaturated, like, almost grayscale city. Yeah, it's a copied city from the Automata. It really is how it looks. <laughs> I didn't play the Automata. Did you play Spark the Electric Jester? Oh, I did. Three, so, uh, so it's like the memories in that. Oh, cool. Awesome. <laughs> Yippee. You know, it's... <laughs> I, see, I read this news. I don't know who wrote the Nintendo recap news down here. It could have been Bob or Chris. That was my bet. But as I, my eyes catch Disney's illusion, and I'm like, this is going to be a Chris Zinger to be like, here's <laughs> Disney's trick, getting you to buy a game made by the Battletoads devs. Uh, no, it was, it was, that is the title of the game. Disney's Illusion Island is coming out July 28th. It is made by the Battletoads devs. So don't trust it. <laughs> Warning. I am willing to believe that this game will be significantly better than Battletoads, even if we don't hold the horrible things in Battletoads story against it. Mm -hmm. Just, just because I, I think Disney somehow is, is a more benevolent overlord than Microsoft if you're making something for them. Of course. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, I'll be positive. I think this could reach a six. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it could be all right. I'm just scared because it's made by those people. Mm -hmm. Fire Emblem Engage... DLC Wave 2 out today. How are we already at two? Includes <laughs> right? <laughs> Hector Sora and Camilla, Crom and Robin together. 
You have to get both. It's a package deal. Mm -hmm. And Veronica. Way 4 apparently is going to have a new story. The more you know. Harmony, The Fall of Reverie, the new game from the Don't Nod devs, you know, the, the developers of Remember Me. Out in June, it is not only on Switch, it is also on PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. Chris, you had a really good way of describing this game, I think. Can't remember. Did I? You were like, man, these guys could just make the same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, they just make the same story over and over because it was, you're a girl who gets strange powers and has to use them to fix things. Um, I saw like a visual novel map that looked a lot like Virtue's Last Reward, so I will never play this game. <laughs> it's like I do not need to play 800 timelines that are 70% the same for each of them. I have no reason to give this game a chance. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, it just is. For that me, trailer was just red flags on for, for me, there's nothing going for this, but that's me. Uh, Octopath 2 demo came out. Agro played it. We love Katamari plus Royal Reverie. Out June 2nd. Uh, yeah. It's on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series, PC, and Switch. And it has the creepiest thing in the world. It has young king of all cosmos. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I didn't fucking need that. Not only no. did I not need that, I didn't need the, the fucking horrid idea that the prince would actually grow up to look something like the king of all cosmos. Yeah. 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 I, in my head canon, I never entertained that. I just wanted to pretend the whole time. Nah. Nah, the prince will go differently. He's not going <laughs> to end up like that. <laughs> he's, he's not. I can't let him end up like that. Uh, Sea of Stars coming out August 29th. Uh, it had that demo. Hey, Bob. Do you? That demo was good. Well, I know. Crazy. If you missed the beginning of this podcast, go back. I Listen think again I, all the way to this point. I think demo good. Omega Strikers, which is an air hockey MOBA, is out April 27th. Man, shit's getting weird. <laughs> air hockey MOBA. How many weeks will it last? <laughs> I had so many strokes just watching that, and I'm like, that's just air hockey as a MOBA. Yeah, it just is. What? I expected the moment where it's like, here's this different layer. This is how this is sane. But no, it's air hockey as a boba. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into freaky shit. And even then I'm like, what? What is what? Okay. Maybe I'll try it. Did they say it was free to play? Yeah, I think it's free to play. Okay. I, yeah, it is because I actually did the preload because I was like, oh. I can I can buy this right now for nothing. <laughs> Yippee. <laughs> Uh, Etrian Odyssey Origins Collection coming June 1st, also to PC. You can get the three games for $80, or you can buy them individually for $40 each. <sighs> this seems like an insane price for Etrian Odyssey games. Look, if you need Fucking... something to do for the entire rest of the year. <laughs> Koei Co Tecmo Atelier pricing. Right. Uh, it has new art in an auto map mapping mode. This looks fancy, honestly, for an Etrian Odyssey game. It's the highest bar in human history. <laughs> Etrian Odyssey is cool. I'm glad this collection exists. It is priced so high, I may not get it. Yeah, this is a bit much. Maybe I'll get just the individual thing. Uh, we got a cool animation, like an intro video sort of thing for Advance Wars, where they just hang out and have a cool time, punching, punching, punching bag, hanging out. We're, they ride a tank, and it's like goofy. And they're like, ah, this game's about just three good friends doing nothing that would be weird in a modern environment. I like when um, Andy fixes his bike with his gigantic wrench. It seems comical. It's good. I love his gigantic wrench. I love him putting it to work. Uh, that's coming out April 21st. Should have come out today, but uh, 
you know, we didn't get that. No one got anything today, right? Anyways, we're moving on. <laughs> Kirby's Return to Dreamland showed off that mode that leaked when the uh, back of the box leaked, uh, where it's the Magalore mode. And somehow it got more hype when they were like, guess what, bitch? You kill enemies, you get points, you spend that to get upgraded magic. I'm like, this is a fucking RPG. And Chris is like, oh, this is a fucking RPG. We're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, um, pl please, please let this be like an hour long so it doesn't trick me into buying this game. <laughs> Because if they're, if they're like, yeah, it's a pretty decent edition, it's like four or five hours, I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, no, my money. Uh, they have that demo that came out. I haven't tried it, but this is releasing February 24th. Yeah, we're getting close. That's the same day as Octopath, I think. Also, that RPG mode is four-player. That Magalore mode is four-player. Which, which is, is awesome. goofy, because you can only be Magalore. So it's <laughs> yes, it's four Magalores. Different color Magalores. It's very cool. It's hilarious. It's like when you have four links, and they're all wearing different tunics. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games came out on the Nintendo Online service. They uh, did? Game Boy is on the basic plan. Advance is on the expansion pack. Pretty good picks. Very few scrunts in a... The games yeah. They pick. yeah, there's I only mean, one obvious scrunt with Alone in the Dark. <laughs> well, and uh, the Game and Watch, the Game and Watch collection, I would say, is also a scrunt. <laughs> All of that say, is wiped away because six golden coins is the greatest Game Boy game ever produced. It is pretty good. It's up there. It's really good. It's really, really good. I think Agro, you you beat that at one of our New Year's parties when I brought over the Mister, right? I got I got to the last level and then I think it became like five thirty in the morning and I just started hard <laughs> crashing. <laughs> yeah, see that was convenient because I had actually beaten that game before, so I just picked up the controller. I haven't played through the game, mm -hmm. but I have beaten the final boss before. Oh, weird! So I just picked up the controller and went, oh, oh. he did the he did the part again. I always come in at the end and just beat the game and go ending cool. Uh, also, I realized that was not a Mister. That was an analog NT Mini, which had a yeah. Game Boy Core on it. That makes sense. The so Mister like, was the not was invented not... yet mm -hmm. in time for those New Year's parties. <sighs> I've been sussing through how to feel about this and how to talk about it. Uh, Metroid Prime 1 Remastered uh, Shadow Dropped. It's $40, meaning it's twice as much as the trilogy was released for on the Wii U. It runs at a higher res, though. It has new art assets, and some of the art is a little banged up. There are differences, really weird ones, hyper-specific ones. Uh, tomorrow, we will actually be playing through all of Metroid Prime, which is great because I've only ever touched 11% of the game. I've so, only played less than an hour. So this is going to be an uphill fucking battle. I'm out <laughs> here fighting for my life. They say this game's 15 hours long. This actually might be the scariest death stream we're walking into. But this game's $40. Um, and while some of the changes are kind of neat, mm -hmm. for example, you could use... Check this out. You can use two sticks. Yeah, I played that for a few minutes. Like, oh, this game is instantly way better. <laughs> like, this is playable now. Not only can you use <laughs> two sticks in this first-person shooter, the jump is on the shoulder button as well as a face button. Ooh. Like, they fucking got the assignment? <laughs> I was like, oh, man, they, this is this is good. Uh, there are other weird touches, like uh, say you wanted to do a charge shot. Normally, you'd push it and hold, and then you would shoot once and then charge, like in Mega Man. They made it a triple tap shot, so it just goes, and then you start charging, which thus delays how long it takes before you start charging. Right. 
but also it makes a lot of enemies that are sort of spammy or lower level enemies easier to kill because it's quicker to just do a couple triple shots and then you're you're done move on uh i'm very excited for that stream and during that stream i believe we're going to have one of the largest metroid prime fans in the world or at very least our fan base show up and yell the most minute differences between it and the original we're talking music did not turn off in this room at the end of tutorial level when you die in lava, Met uh, Samus' scream is not pitch-shifted downward accidentally. <laughs> it's a lot of tiny details. A lot of tiny details. Uh, I'm really excited for that. Never beaten a Metroid Prime. Really been wanting to do it since it came out. I, I, this game is going to kick my ass, though. I'm going to feel like a kid lost in a mall. <laughs> Next up, Master Detective Archives Rain Code launches June 30th. Why did you have to make this Switch exclusive, Kodaka? You, you, even even you admitted that you're not actually getting anything from Nintendo for this. Yeah, that's really weird. That's sad. They just have this. They just they just keep suffering under this delusion that they somehow get more sales when that hasn't been true since like 2018. This this game looks really good. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm excited. Just gonna have to buy I, it. I, I then might when it comes actually out again, choke it down. It. <laughs> outside of xenoblade 3 what's the last uh game you beat on your switch chris pokemon oh yeah okay and before if you those go... two metroid dread i think that was the same for me metroid dread was like really if, good if i don't absolutely have to play something on my switch i don't and if i don't need to play something i won't play it if it's switch exclusive Right. Yeah, because like it's... It, I I don't like things running bad, mm -hmm. especially when you have a thing right over there that would just yeah. run it immensely better. Two yeah. things, three things, because I also have a PC that's infinitely stronger than the Switch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Baten Kaitos One and Two HD Remaster announced for summer. They took the English dub out. What? Yeah. They yeah, took they it? did. They removed the dub. Um, what? I don't know why. Maybe it's because the audio quality was so bad. It did sound pretty bad from YouTube oh, videos. Oh, I watched. Oh yeah, it yeah, sounded like, like fucking dog yeah, shit. Yeah, a lot but... of people are saying that it's horrible audio production. Yeah, but you should. Yeah, I know. Should give us a dub. Yeah. Yeah, you should. They should include it anyway. I, I understand that you don't want to spend any money on this. You know, beyond adding the fa the, the couple the quality of life features you added, but. Guys, come on. Like, we're past this. I liked one person because I tweeted about this. They they responded to it was it's a bad audio quality, but it really was diegetic because <laughs> your character is a spirit and they're hearing everyone else through a door. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. like, so clearly there are fans of it. Apparently doors just make you sound like you're clipping a mic. <laughs> it, it It's always better to include something like that and just give people the option to turn it off. Also, yeah. I don't believe there isn't some fucked up AI solution they could have made to maybe make it sound better or worse. I'm what not was... sure which it would have been. <laughs> and it makes me think of Discotech will release a, whatever they can get their hands on. Yeah. And that's the right yeah. way to do it. Like, it even, is. That even is the if, right way to do it. If you just like, and it, it's just feet with the Japanese because there's literally nothing we do in this section. <laughs> then do that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that'd be great. I would love for that to become the standard for games. Fantasy Life I, The Girl Who Steals Time, announced for this year. 
I, I, I forget how many times I've said it on these podcasts. I love fantasy life. It's insane that level five, we're going to make a bad mobile one instead of a sequel on, on 3DS. I'm really interested in checking this out. I've never played a fantasy life. Fantasy, right? fantasy life one ruled because like, there's not really a story and there's not even really like a sense of urgency, like in a, um, like in, you know, harvest moon or story of seasons or something. It's like, well, you have a house, you want furniture. Yeah. Well, change to the carpentry class and go chop some fucking wood and learn how to build your furniture. Yeah. And stuff like that. I, I enjoyed it a lot of, I played it like, I played it like 40 hours. That sounds animal crossing adjacent. Yeah, kind of. It's like, it's okay. kind of like the midpoint between animal crossing and story of seasons. Hmm. Makes sense. Or I guess rune factory rather than story of seasons. Cause there is combat. You can take combat oh, classes okay. and yeah. go into dungeons and stuff. But I remember that people did articles like I didn't want to fight any. I wanted to see if I could progress in this game without fighting anything. And you can. That's weird because the first thing I thought was, do you love Animal Crossing but crave violence? <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of people who love Animal Crossing crave violence. <laughs> Based on my point of data I... that is Tosh. Yes. Um, <laughs> that is true. Uh, yeah, I feel like every Animal Crossing fan I've met in person and also every <laughs> meme image I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, they they need to take uh, Akuria out of the Sword Art Online licensed game mines and um, let them make a sequel to Magician's Quest, the DS game that is just Animal Crossing, but you're at a school for magic. Oh, that actually sounds really cool. Yeah. Uh, we also got a new Professor Layton announced. That was hype as hell. The yes. new world of Steam. Yeah, every every right choice that Level Five is making, all they need to announce is like in six months that they're putting the collection collections the first six onto Switch or mm -hmm. onto everything, ideally. Right. Yeah, I feel like they have a catalog they could just do that sort of thing with. They only I feel like the only thing we have got the remaster of is you know Kuni One. Like that's the only old yeah, game they put so. out on modern stuff. I think so. And most of the games they could do something with, except for White Knight Chronicles. Don't even touch it. I'm sorry they're going to do No, that I want them there. to do I want them to release a, a, a modern version of White Knight Chronicles because I want to play it and I'm never going to play it on a PS3. That will never happen. You know, we we booted up the uh the Wii U here to download the Metroid Prime trilogy and it was the most miserable experience. I'm like, "Wow, this thing literally is even worse to use than a than a than a PS3." Yippee. Yeah, yeah sure it was a surprise. Yeah, and go talk to fucking Capcom and be like can we do a port of Layton versus Phoenix Wright? Phoenix Wright, okay. yeah. Yeah, did I ever come to the States? Yeah, it did. Okay. Uh, Mario Kart 8 DLC Wave 4, new Yoshi Island stage, and Birdo's being added. To which me and Bob went, Birdo wasn't in the fucking game? Right. What, that what, cast how? is huge. You have like pink, gold, baby peach. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have Birdo. Obviously, pink cold baby peach is more important than Birdo. <laughs> Motherfuckers, Birdo was there in Mario 2. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, oh, right. And we found out afterwards the Japanese Nintendo Direct gave us uh, Atelier Marie, uh, The Alchemist of Salberg, a remake of the original PS1 Atelier game coming to Switch, PS4, PS5 this summer. And localization is confirmed, which makes me really happy. I kept, kept meaning to play. Um, they also remade it on PS2, and that got a fan patch. Oh, 
but uh, I never got around to it. Now, now I don't have to. Now I can do this. And since I assume that they, they, you know, retain all the assets and everything for this, they can just do the other ones. If this is successful, ideally, the other PlayStation ones. We got a montage of a bunch of games. None of it sunk in with me. Anyone else? Uh, the the only thing that sunk in was that uh, Battle Network. They showed it for a second. And I was like, <laughs> Mega Man. See, that doesn't face me because I'm already locked in at the... It's coming soon. <laughs> you can show it to me and I'll just pretend it's not there. Because <laughs> I'm getting it. Like, I'm, There's no thought that needs to occur on anything you show. You can show it looking like a fucking dumpster fire and I'll be like, yep. I, I'm buying it. I feel horrible that I, now I keep thinking of... I don't know why it's associated with this specific Mega Man. Uh-huh. I always think of the clip where it's like, you won't shoot Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Proto Man, he had Mega Man's number in that moment. <laughs> yes. He knew that Mega Man would not shoot Abraham Lincoln. I remember this montage had Minecraft Legends because I remember thinking, yes. oh, look, an appropriate amount of time to show Minecraft Legends. <laughs> Man, not watching that Microsoft conference still paying off in space. <laughs> uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. We got a trailer. Uh, not a whole lot to say other than it's not delayed. There are rails. Yeah. Bob goes, nuts and bolts? And I'm like, yeah. Bob is not the only person <laughs> to think that. I saw somebody, an artist I follow, draw hideous, yes. nightmarish nuts and bolts banjo dressed as link riding that thing i oh saw that god. art too <laughs> i saw it and my first thought was oh god i'm gonna have to watch a clip where they drown ganondorf yes <laughs> yes I, I, even rarer themselves just tweeted out a picture of the of nuts and bolts unsolicited like no reason we're tweeting this <laughs> <laughs> microsoft's like are you making a new game announcement? Now, now we're just acknowledging we made a game. When did you make that? Is that new? <laughs> I mean, are we are we thinking there's going to be some vehicle building in this one? Is that what it looks like? That's what it looks like. Those things look jankily enough put together. I could imagine those being put together by the player. Like maybe the, the the next shot is like what looks like Tetraminos falling out of the sky. I'm like, I I think we might be up to some shit. <laughs> Uh, aside from that, in the $70 news, they announced the Deluxe Edition for $130 and an Amiibo. I guess this last bit is uh, just speculation on my part. Okay, go ahead and say it. <laughs> uh, Zelda's absolutely stuck in your arm like by Commando's wife. If that's not the case, I will be surprised. The fucking Amiibo is his arm glowing with the blue light. Yes, the end he... of the trailer is him reaching out for her. Yes. Earlier in the trailer, I... she turns into blue light. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I just read that the, the sticking the arm out with blue light thing on the Amiibo being like that's not instead of using the smartphone to do powers, you now use your arm. Yeah, they yeah. showed that. But oh, yeah. absolutely. At the end of this trailer, she's reaching. He Link is reaching towards Zelda as she falls into a pit. Uh-huh. And things are glowing. Yeah. And no, she's, you're, and you're she's, right. She says yeah, some, there, probably, there's some line. Uh, when you, which means which means we need to beat Bionic Commando. Oh. And it's not well, rearmed. It's just normal Bionic Commando. They didn't call it no, rearmed. No, that's, they didn't uh, give it any fancy name. Because that but, was the Bionic Commando. Yeah, it was yeah, the official one. We're going to have to do that in order to know which one's the better better wife arms simulator. <laughs> Anyways. 
that's totally gonna midna be in that in the arm. Wait, what's it's, up? What about it's, Midna? It's totally Midna in the arm. <laughs> oh my God, don't she's feed like, those she's people. Like, you, you, you read that line. She's like, watch over him. And then you hear, blah, 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 blah. oh, no. I mean, that is true. There is that weird. Oh, no. L, there is that fucking been drowned music at the end of the trailer. <laughs> that's what all the weird geometric stuff with the light on it looks like. Oh, coming God, out of the sky. It, is like, it is like the Twilight Realm in Twilight Princess. Yeah. Oh, they'd be smart. They'd set the world on fire if there's another trailer in like March or April where it's like, yeah, here's Breath of the Wild, Midna. I mean, they put in the, the wolf last time. That's true. I, I just keep not believing. I'm like, that's that's a glove, right? It's a glove. They didn't just fin Link. Uh, it's... I assume it's I assume it's like corruption that will get removed at the end of the game. I don't. Yeah, it might be that, but it's absolutely his arm is pretty messed up. You see it completely going into his back, like all the way from the fingertips all the way to the, his back muscles just burnt off. That's how strong he is. He's been working out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's going to do it for Big Thing to mention this week. I, I, I already mentioned it, but I might as well. You know, we got this really nice thumbnail for it. I might as well show the thumbnail. We are doing a single stream playthrough, or some might call it a death stream. A Metroid Prime tomorrow via the remaster, where we get to use not one, but two sticks. My head looks really cramped in there. It does. You look very uncomfortable. You I, look like you're trying to communicate, but you, you can't <laughs> find the radio, so it's just... <laughs> what am I, a bot to Kaito's character? What is it? <laughs> look at me, old bird. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited for that. It's woman's size. Are you telling me we crammed me in a much smaller suit? <laughs> Is that what you're saying, John to say? <laughs> Yeah, she's she's like five feet, and you're trying to fit in there. <laughs> Good lord. Anyway, uh, I thought Agro was going to say I'm trying to communicate with my eyebrows, <laughs> doing signals. Anyways, that's what's up with us uh, in the next week. Uh, Doctor Agro, you got anything going down? Uh, now I'm actively waiting for Octopath Traveler 2 to come out instead of passively waiting. <laughs> it's very similar, except a lot more painful. Uh, and Chris, what do you got going on? Uh, I'm going to stream Saints Row the Third. I, uh, even bought the PS4 version so it would run good and I didn't have to use my PC and uh, so I get the fucking DLC packs I never did before. Excited to find out those are all bad. I hope those aren't. Those are, I feel like we ended up playing a DLC for that somehow. Like, I think our yeah. friend was in town and had us play one, and it was completely terrible because it was their version of Horde mode, which was awful. Oh, no. Have I blocked this out entirely? Because I know well, which friend Saints you're Row talking does about. Have, Saints Row, does have, um, Saints Row the third does have the multiplayer Horde mode called Horde mode. Get it? W-H-O-R-E-D mode. Yeah, that sure was the but, joke. Uh, but there's also single player <laughs> DLCs. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm excited to watch Chris play Saints Row the Third so that way I can look at it and be like, I don't know what makes this worse than two, but Chris will be like, this suck. <laughs> it's that, that one scene where it plays no one man should have all that power. And I don't think I played anything that past is, that, but that was cool. That is the that is the best scene in the game, and too, too bad the rest of it wasn't as good. 
Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, that's going to do it for Big Thing Dimension. We're going to the fucking logo. Ah, bye! Scrunt. Uh, we are going to check out the September lineup to see what else is on the way.